when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Friday, April 16th, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 389. I'm your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today, Patrick Klepik. Oh, boy, if people could hear the pre-pod, you know, it's just... Patrick's energy was <laughs> off the charts in the yeah. pre-pod. You know, Patrick I'd needs try- to, like, go on a sprint. You know, work, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know when you have, like, a, a kid, little cousin or something who's like, oh, my God, someone has got to work this kid, work, you know, run this kid out. This kid just has too much energy. <laughs> Fucking go for some laughs, kid. <laughs> I saw I saw a tweet and it just got me fired up. And Patrick's uh, all talking all sorts of industry shit. <laughs> Patrick's dropping leaks. Ooh. Patrick's all these Patrick's, people with their fancy promotions. Good for you. <laughs> I'm happy for you. <laughs> that is a good idea. <laughs> that person does deserve success and to climb the social ladder. <laughs> God. Also joining us. Kata's here. How you doing, Kata? I'm all right. Mostly. How fired up are you in comparison to Patrick? Not, sleepy. So that's the opposite. Sleepy. I'm on the other yeah. end of the spectrum. I had to that's, stay up you know, late waiting for a friend to drive in from out of state. So Look at Kata. Kata's I'm vaxxed up. I got people driving in from out of state. Yeah, like, Kata season is vax season, <laughs> and yeah. it's just it's you're really in it right now. Yeah, God, it's been Jeez. a fucking year, yo. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, people are excited now that it's possible again. Yeah, it's um, true. It's true. Uh, I think I'm probably squarely in the middle. I'm very tired, also, but mm. but you know, I can get, I can, I can be fired up. I can have energy. <laughs> I can, I could go back to bed. I could go back to bed. <laughs> I could go back to bed. Honestly, that's kind of it's kind of like a gray day out and yeah. a little rainy and that's not it's extremely. It's extremely, it would be a good day to take a nap if I can find time to take a nap sort of That's day. just a bummer. So. I feel like I, I did an early declarative sandal season. Um, you did. Sandal season has I got slid back. Shoe too. season. <laughs> I don't know if it's season, but the shoes did not, they came back out. Uh, it got it got wet. Wow. And it's too it's, rainy. It's just too yeah, rainy. It's spring. For it's spring. Yeah. It's, it is in that weird, uh, it got, winter went away a little bit fat, like a little bit mm-hmm. fast, but and then you get those brief bits of like a like a summer preview, um, and then you're quickly put back into the like 42 degree zone, where it's like, oh, right. it gets not bad. I guess this is very pleasant. Yeah, it's when nice. it's sunny it's, out like, and it's, it's not windy, but yeah. not like the sandals. Season. The sandals are not working. I got new sandals. I'm I'm like work. I'm breaking them in. <laughs> nice. Um, so like inside, you're just kind of working them. I'm out. walking around. Yeah. yeah. Important. Uh, but you know, I, I wore them out the first day. It's like these are like. These are like the sorts of sandals that like you need to you really need to fucking work them to make them wearable. Like sure. the first couple of days of it is just going to be 
a little rough. Uh, and then it's so, like losing the sun immediately. It was like, fuck. Like I was ready to go on like a bunch of walks to just like make these work. Yeah. And now and now I'm, I'm just walking around my fucking living room. That's not a good look. <laughs> That's as out of my mind. Can I'm just you, you know walking what? In circles. I, I, I constantly see people doing gimmicky Twitch streams like, hey, here's the corner oh, of you're my right. street. Oh. Watch people uh, like go like blow past this stop sign. You know what? Austin, raise some money for charity. Be like, look, I'm going to break in these I'm sandals. I'm going to break in these like, sandals. <laughs> I guarantee you there are watch me break in these shoes, Twitch streams. I don't know that I want their clientele. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying you got to aim it down. You don't need a like a sandal cam. Like, well, what are people watching? You walking. Just walking yeah. in circles yeah. in my living room. Yeah. Imagine okay. those pictures you know. of Quentin Tarantino like uh, yeah. in uh-huh. different corners of the house. That's yeah. you, but uh-huh. in between bits. <laughs> so that's what I mean when I say I don't need that clientele. <laughs> God, can you imagine like being discovered as a Twitch streamer because you did shoe-breaking videos and Quentin Tarantino was watching and he was like, I'm going to cast you in my next film. Well, there was that, the, the, the journalist who interviewed... The guy, fucking guy, who was uh, taking uh, the pictures of taking the the pictures. The f- she was putting pictures of her feet, yes. or feet were featured in the pictures. Uh, it's probably more accurate on Instagram, and he was uploading them to I don't know. It was like Feetopedia or like one of those yeah. Wiki Feet, one of those yeah. websites. And she those interviewed exist. the guy. It was a good interview. Oh, was there? Wait, she Do interviewed miss this? the dude. I did miss this. Holy oh my! Shit. This was like a whole thing on an, for an afternoon on. Like one one of those like takes over Twitter in a good way as opposed yeah, to yeah, yeah. like random Guardian critic says like a shit post about alien and horror and like the entire God. internet loses its mind uh, collectively in the worst uh, possible yeah. way. Twitter okay, bad. I remember that. That was last uh, week. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, uh, yeah. That yeah, part was last the, week. That I remember. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I missed whatever the wiki feet. Uh, yeah, just Google it. Yeah, it but yeah, she interviewed the 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 feet. Uh, uh, fetishist, and he was very open oh, about his. It here. So it's from the cut, Laura Bassett, an interview mm-hmm. with the man who keeps uploading my feet to WikiFeet. Fuck. Pedipedia, pet, 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 like pediat, like, 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 yeah, like, like, well, like feet, like feet. I'm trying to. I think you're talking about WikiFeet. You're asking, <laughs> is there a, comp- a competing right Wikifeet? with the with oh, the yeah. with the obvious name? You know, <laughs> right? No, yeah. I think WikiFeet is the obvious name. Or, <laughs> Yeah, I see what you're saying. You're saying like you want to keep Pedia because of right. like an encyclopedia, like a like the but yeah. also Ped 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 Ped. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like Ped, like right, it's already there. Right. Yeah. Ped, right. Ped <laughs> is already in Pedia. It should just be Pedia. Hmm, yeah. I guess I don't know. Doesn't really uh, slide off the the tongue. It doesn't. It, it really no. doesn't. Uh, anyway, how we got here, I do not know. <laughs> It's the spring. It's a gray spring day, and the podcast will just wander from topic to topic until yeah, we find got something. Got it. Okay, this is. Uh, I need you to play. You're gonna edit. The, you're, you're gonna edit this podcast. I need you to put in uh, some Final Fantasy music. Uh, oh like this, right. like a little. Here we go. Uh, yeah, it's on. Ding, it's on. Uh, so, I downloaded Final Fantasy 15. Nope, Kato. Oh, he already got it wrong, Kato. Kato. You, did, you can end, you the, you can you end the music. You did do that. What did you download? What did you download? I hit something called free and a bunch of gigs went onto the hard drive. What did you drive. download, Patrick? I don't, I'm not sure. What, what was the game? Which number? I don't Which know. Which number was, of Final it, Fantasy it, did you download? Because it wasn't 15. What is it? Four, what is it, 14? It's, you got to play as Noctis. 14. You got to walk around 15. with your friends. I didn't play the game. <laughs> 
<laughs> Damn, this is pretty good. <laughs> I feel like they're actually. Kind it of turns out I like action. MMO combat. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of a road trip thing going on here. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. It's cool. You don't see any other players. <laughs> this is great. I, I guess I, they put me I, in a party. Me, I write this yeah, article, these my wild people. misconceptions of how MMO plays. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, how far did you get? What, I didn't. I, I, yeah, that was it. I downloaded it. I didn't. Okay. I, Good. Shouldn't have shared nah, the photo, it. the screenshots. Like no. the people losing their minds. You absolutely should not have. That I that I down. Like, I I do. I, Pat, I, I want Patrick. To, for people who do not keep up on Twitter, you uh-huh. tweeted. A scr- you tweeted a phone pic of yes. your PS5 Three screenshots, dash. one of me seeing that Final Fantasy XIV's uh, open beta was happening. Um, it's now on PS5. Uh, me downloading that, <laughs> and then me showing the progress of that download. Um, and that is that was the end of my uh, adventures. I, I, in, in Eorzea. Ch- it's called Eorzea. It's the, yeah. it the name of the place that you play that game mm-hmm. in. Uh, there's not a chance I'm gonna play this game, but I, I do want to open <laughs> nope. it. Yeah. Like, act like play, play, not a chance. And it's that that's I, 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 one I don't like MMOs. Like, two I don't uh-huh. have time for it. Um, but I do like I want to like I want to po- I want to walk around. I'll do a tutorial, just like see what the mm. what the game looks like. But I can't imagine. <laughs> I hear it looks good on PS5. I hear that that update. I heard people seem to really dig the UI. They say the 4K. I've seen like multiple tweets, which is like a spe- again. Uh-huh. It, it is a, um, it's not quite a FOMO thing because I've accepted that like I just, even if I could get into this, mm-hmm. like if I, if I had a different world where I had the time, could put in the investment, um, set it aside. Uh, I'm just curious. I was like, I, I would like to walk around this world a little bit, but I'm not, I, I don't have, you know, I'm going to barely have the hours to, you know, finish near, uh, replicant, let alone, uh, you know, Start. I guess people have said like, just pay $20. And get a level seventy uh, character. Listen, I, I mean, I guess, I guess, I can't speak to that because I didn't do that. <laughs> I tried to do it. I tried to do it the honest way. And I do I get to, like an email probably once every three months from Square that's like, "Do you just want a level seventy character?" I did it once, right? I did that for you, Kato, didn't I? Yeah, I, ha- I have that yeah. character there. I just started. You started over. I started Shadowbringers. I was like, I know none of these people, and it feels like I right. should. <laughs> right. To be clear, I have a level seventy character now. I just am not at the part of the game. I, I like capped that character on the class that I like uh, in the patches before where the game gets good again. Apparently, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The patches and, uh, in Stormblood. I mean, I'm, I'm in storm. I'm in the Stormblood patches that are that are not good. Mm-hmm. I'm in patches where like immediately. I said this already. And there's been zero progress, and I don't want to go back to it. <laughs> the last cutscene I saw was about how my character came up with the idea of how to get a capitalist involved. Literally a capitalist. This is not Austin projecting a read, but getting a, this like super capitalist involved in a refugee effort so he can make some money and we can do things the right way, Whoa. quote unquote, in returning these people back to their home. And it just fucking sucks. Like literally, <laughs> they put the words in my character's voice, um, and also the the the, the cutscene immediately before that was about like trying to trying Wait, to. Wait, your character speaks. Yeah, your character. Yes. Uh huh. Or you click on options that say, here "Oh, here right. is what my character is adding to the thing." And so when one character like- in the in the room says, "Well, what do you think we should do?" and the correct response is meaning the response that moves the plot forward is. 
uh, what if we get this asshole involved and he could make them make them run his salt mine? It's fucking that way. They all have jobs, Kato. Uh, it's it's just a disaster. And I, I hear Shadowbringers is incredible, but the bitterness this game has put in my blood at this point is so it's sad, honestly, <laughs> because like people will ask us to do a lore reasons for this game. And mm-hmm. in a world where I never touch this game, that would be incredible. <laughs> that would be such a fun experience. But at this point, this game has made it so any... You know how, how Patrick was, like, negative about Kingdom Hearts before Lore Reasons, but didn't actually play Kingdom Hearts? Mm-hmm. So there was, like... Unclear. Uh, untrue. I had played Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, but okay, had, I'm had, sorry. Sa- had soured on it right. uh, to, to such a degree that I was like, I don't know that I need to come back for the third one. And then came around on the lore as a result of... But you played 1 and 2 forever ago, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, whereas I just played the, yeah. <laughs> this game last yeah, if we year. Yeah, if you wanted to commit to doing a lore reasons for the Final Fantasy fourteen in 10 years, you'd be... 100%. Cause I would, well, this, this, put the countdown clock on Twitch. Exactly. The bio will have drained from me by then. <laughs> but until then, it will spoil any attempt I have to engage with this thing in a positive way. To the degree that like I probably shouldn't even play Shadowbringers because I'm going in because I can see, the, I can feel the bias in me going mm. into it being like I'm ready to picture you're gonna feel apart. when that ex- when that expansion drops later this year I know you're, you're I know. gonna it's feel gonna it. suck, like Twitter is gonna be class? a buzz the first the first class they announced is literally what if a Gundam <laughs> yes. healed people it's fucking it's uh. I'm miserable about it because <laughs> you know what's gonna happen yeah I do know and it's gonna feel bad because I'm gonna get through because I have to this is the thing the stuff in front of me the next 15 to 20 hours of this game for me is going to be bad. And then I hear it gets really good. And I don't want to do the 15 to 20 hours because I heard that about the previous 150 hours, 250 oh, hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was a thread on Reset Era last week that was literally, see, I was seeing someone get talked in. Someone was like, I'm 30 hours in and I'm having a bad time. I'm not <laughs> having a good time. Um, should I just quit? And by the end of that thread, that person was like, wow, that sounds great. I'm, I'm committing <laughs> to another 30 hours. And I was like, another 30? That's not gonna get you out. Like I'm gonna keep playing, basically. (laughs) Because everyone's like, "You're just about to the good part," and they weren't. They weren't at the good part. They weren't even at the Titan fight yet. In the first one, the first game, yeah, the first one. (laughs) So they still have so much. The bit at the end of that like little arc of like what happens to the Titans. What wait? Which what does happen to the Titans? They get eight. It's been so long. They get eight. Who eats them? Uh, a, a robot, a big robot. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, that Empire. sounds like Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I recall this. Yes. Anyway, the point is, I recognize my bitterness and that it that it spoils my perspective on this. Patrick, you should join me in my hate. <laughs> you should you should also dip in and and upset lots of people for whom this game is a joy. And uh, I'm, I'm, again, it, it 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 is one of those things where I would like to have. What'll probably happen is I will play it enough to get through the tutorial, dink around with it, re-remind myself that like there's a reason I haven't played these types of games. And as much as I can wish, I would love if this story was transplanted out of this <laughs> into something more traditional. That's just not the reality, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I will just other people no, can enjoy I, it, I, be yeah. happy and and good for them. I, but, the last time we talked about it, going from the last time we talked about it to then playing Outriders was fucking weird because <laughs> I think it it actually cracked one of the reasons I couldn't get into the extracurricular stuff in Final Fantasy fourteen, where like you're doing crafting and doing you're dressing up your character a lot and you're doing poses and 
for me, that that stuff, I need a way in. I need a way to start caring about the character. And in most RPGs, the first place I get to care about the character is like ability builds and shit. It's like, right. oh, what's my character do? How do they work? What sort of specialties do they have? And that just doesn't exist in Final Fantasy XIV outside of class selection. You you create a class and that is like it. There's like end game gear stuff where you can kind of make a decision, but like not yeah. really. Every Every red mage should basically be every other red mage. Um, and I, I realize like without that, I can't, I don't end up connecting to who the character is because mechanically they're identical to every other person with that class. And that's also, just like, every time I watch I people talk about this game, if there's a social component and that's huge. just, I, I know that I have friends who go to raves every week. Raves? Final Fantasy 14 raves. Raves. Yeah. Yeah. Just raves. Raves. R-A-V-E-S. Oh. Every week. Every week. And they have a great time. What do they do? They dance. What do you mean? What do they do? They dance. They listen to music. Okay. They RP maybe a can little they, bit. Can they, are they bringing in their own music? Are they just listening to the soundtrack? I don't know. Uh, you Seems like a pretty shitty rave. It's just like, I don't know. I hope they added a new MP3 this week to the <laughs> rotation. <laughs> you can you can play you can play music. It's just in, other Final Fantasy soundtracks. Well, no, you can you can straight up you can straight up play music in Final Fantasy 14 using some some like in-game instruments and stuff. But I bet that there's uh, my under my guess is it's just a place that has dope music on loop. All right. I haven't been to the, one of the raves. There, you know what this this is this is oh, I'm missing out. I might be uh mixing things up, but I think there might also be like a Twitch stream that you're supposed to turn on at the same time. That would make like a lot that, of sense right? to me. That would make a lot of sense. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, they're like, So you go to a space and that adds the right. the ambient music yeah, for yeah. That's but how like we the did space it back is in the very day like, in MXO. There's lights and shit. Like it looks like a fucking rave. <laughs> yeah. The um we in Final Fantasy uh, not Final in Matrix Online, there was like t- tune into this online internet radio station to get some mm. some extra music or to like go to some, Winamp and change it to this frequency. <laughs> change it to this song. Everyone everyone hit play now on, on <laughs> the blade sound. Get ready to whip the llama's ass right now. <laughs> right the fuck now. Um God, did I tell you I uh I reconnected with some people who were in my Matrix Online guild Ooh. recently. <laughs> How? Um, I was I made so I used to be in a Matrix Online guild called No Exit, named after the Sartre play. Uh, uh, which was uh, the basic pitch for that for that group was like. How the fuck do we even know the real world is the real world at this point? At this point, Damn. that's been obliterated. The idea that that outside the matrix is quote unquote outside the matrix has been obliterated. We're going to act on the assumption that that is also. Yeah, why not layers? Who, why not layers at that point? You've proven it's possible. Why not layers? Um, uh, which gives you this kind of detached, like absurdist nihilism of of everything that happens in both in both the real world and the matrix because you're like fuck it who cares about any of this stuff we're gonna have a good time and we're gonna and we're, we're going to kind of bring this outsider perspective this is an extension of your groundhog day twitter experiment it predates it i i did not start this guild i was i was like a tiny minor player i just, I just mean the but, philosophical overlap Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred thousand percent. My brain has always been this, um, and I've been tweet. I tweeted about it. You know, I've tweeted about it a few times because it's like one of those things that back in the day would have gotten a or did get like a PC gamer write up or something. But all of that shit has just been wiped from the internet, and all of the little like all the little pieces of ephemera are like on archive.org somewhere. But you can't. You need to know where to go to find them yeah. in a real way. Um, so I tweeted about it, and then someone saw it and was like, oh, shit. 
um did you are you who were you in the guild i was like oh, i'm this person they're like oh my god i just read about you because i was i was transferring old blog old live journal posts that i was going Uh-oh. through from that era and it was like it was nothing it was just like okay. oh yeah your character was there also it was like i was such a non-entity uh-huh. but then someone in the games industry patrick someone you and i know <gasps> messaged me and was like i'm just it's jared ray oh you know jared right. yeah yeah jared was like i'm in i was in that guild so Jared and I had previously been in a that Matrix makes, online guild. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Shout out to Jared. Uh, and I were in that guild when I was, you know, in 2004 or five or whatever. Never knew each other. Never like never knew each other outside of right. that game. And now, 15 years later, it's like, oh, my God, we've known each other now for years. Oh, man. It's very cool. That's the Internet's incredible. wild. So if I still wrote news stories, if I still wrote, you know, <laughs> things I would have written about it, but instead I just shared it here with you. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, some, I like had a couple catch up conversations with people in the, from that guild. It's weird. It's a weird world we live in. So anyway, that's my MMO takeover. <laughs> All right, Kata, you can, you can stop the Final Fantasy music yeah, now. You yeah, can, you can, you can, you can, totally. it's been playing in the, the background. Minute. Yeah. <laughs> that's the rave. Wow. I think you should just keep, you should just like, as we sort of talked about Final Fantasy 14, just like bring right. it back up like during the section, then like bring <laughs> it back down. Fucking leap motif for just Final Fantasy 14. Oh, God. Anyway, you did mention another, another game there. Near, you're you're still playing near. Yeah, I can't. I looked at the. I looked. Oh at the my sheet. god! Uh, Why do you uh, fucking keep teasing me? Every for the last like two two weeks, Patrick's been like, I, mean, I can probably do a, a, a check in on near. I have to check the embargo and see how much more I can talk about. And nothing. Well, it never. Well, what, the other podcast went long, and we didn't need extra talking. And the game, you know, it, it comes out uh, ne- end of next week or the yeah, I think I think it's next week. Um, but uh, you know. Now it's just me and Mikado, and I was like, well, maybe I should, because I, I actually put, I'm 16 hours, and it's probably a little overstated. There's been a couple of times where I've left it on uh, to do kid stuff, um, hmm. but uh, a, dec- a decent chunk into to, to the game um, through its, like, first run. I, I don't know how the subsequent stuff works in um, the original in Nier, this, um, yeah. mm-hmm. compared to its, its follow-up, but uh, yeah, I looked at the preview sheet, and this preview sheet is just like, yeah, can't... <clears throat> Can't really talk about anything. I, it says you can talk about the second half of the game where your character has more abilities. I, I just got to that part of the game. He can wield a a, a two-handed uh, sword now. This game has Claymores in it? Uh, I haven't. Probably, not, but I, okay. uh, I have an axe. Hmm. I got some spears. The spears are very cool. Um, the combat is actually a lot more fun. In the second half, uh, the the character is a little more hard hitting and, and dynamic. Um, but uh, yeah, I, oh, I will say uh, I don't want to. Uh, uh, Dia is uh, going to be reviewing the game uh, for us. That's and, exciting. Um, she just started playing uh, the the game, and I remember I had said early on, like, you know, I don't know how much they've really done to the to the combat, and like how much they've changed up. Uh, laughed at me in DM. I was like, do not go play the original game. <laughs> like, this oh is such God. a, uh, I don't, I don't know where they're going to land on, like, where it, you know, where it is relative to the original, but like, substantial amount of work has been done on, uh, the combat in this one relative to, uh, the, the original, uh, much more I, okay, than good. That is, my, that is my what ignorant self like. uh, could speak to. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, I'm glad uh, I mean, we it's, have I still would argue it's not, it's, 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 it's like more, even, you know, uh, 
Automata was like competent. I don't know that go, like go to bat for that combat and be like, damn, like I wish more games played mm-hmm. like that. It was more just like, oh no, like this this is good. It feels fine. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it's holding the game back. Where I'm like not yeah. wishing in every combat sequence. Let's get to to the next story beat. Um, and I should I will say in replicant, um, this preview sheet allows me to say I I feel similarly uh, uh, there but okay uh, the good. Sheet so unfortunately okay. the, sh- the sheet doesn't say it doesn't say it's okay but if you read between the lines it says you can talk about the combat which means <laughs> i guess i can i can say that i uh in, in the vaguest of terms like i'm having a very good time with it and there are certain characters i'm really excited to talk about and i'm very excited for other people to discover um i will I'm ready this will make sense to people when they play this game mm-hmm. but shit hog just, okay. I mean that's that's po- is that's probably something people already yes they will understand. But that's the weird thing where right? I, I I don't like could I email Square and be like yo, like how can one spoil a game that is largely the same? But um, this but, is the thing of like yeah I don't know I like did like I Final actually sign something? I didn't actually sign anything. They were just like you vaguely agreed over an email to accept this code and these ter- I I don't know. It, plus, it'll be more fun when the game is yeah, like yeah, closer yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm. When, that's the twenty third. I'm, re- I'm really right? enjoying it. Twenty third. So yeah, a oh, yeah. week, a week, from time, a week from from the day this podcast drops. Nice. I, I, uh, I, I the uh, reason I, uh, I said shit hog is uh, okay. I'll, I'll dance up to the line of like, yeah, there's a character who swears a lot that you that you meet in in the game. They're they're a delight. Um, and I, I think I'm supposed to do square ass. Like, do you want to interview Yoko Taro? Like. Uh, before the game comes out or like while you're playing the preview and it's like, ah, you know, let me try and finish it and then <clears throat> maybe do something after um, and, and we'll see. And I, so I, I, in a notes section, like as I'm playing, I'm just like putting some asides and like the, the one question I have down is what's your favorite swear word? So stay tuned. Good. We'll see if I can Good. get him to swear <laughs> in, in, in a translated please. interview. Yeah, please, please, please PR person have, have fun with translator. this one. God. Um, well, if you're not going to talk about Nier, then uh, what, are we, what are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Played I played 15 minutes of Shadow Man. I was like, that's enough. The what fuck? the fuck? Well, Shadow Man? The, like, well, God bless um, Night Dive Studios, who are... Ah, okay. Uh, they're, uh, the, you know, I think lately they've gotten a lot of attention for the work they're doing on a System Shock 1 remake, which I continue to be very excited for. I It looks really cool. It visually. looks really good. The reception seems cool. to be yeah. like, uh, well, I think uh, I'm not super familiar with the System Shock. I'm like familiar with the history of the System Shock franchise. Tried once or twice to play two with like the uh, agreed upon mods that people said were, mm-hmm. this is what you should try and play it on a modern system. Just never got like around to it past playing an hour. But larger, the System Shock one is just really tough to go back to like mechanically like it's a a nice historical artifact like very important in the 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 arc of you know systems driven uh games but that it's a tough game to to go and play and so this this remake that um they've been working on for a decent uh for a couple of years now there's some playable demos and at this point i think the game's supposed to come out this summer so i've just kind of been waiting um to actually play it but yeah they otherwise do all sorts of like really High quality, well regarded, uh, like updates that you know, like make the old game run on new machines. Maybe make the water look a little bit better. You know, they've done the the Turok series and um, mm. uh, Forsaken. I think is another oh, one. That yeah, they did. I feel like they do a lot of acclaim games. A lot, yeah, they do definitely <laughs> a lot of acclaim games. 
um, uh, but just like a ton of and sometimes stuff that like I would say is is these are not always cherished properties. No, Forsaken, Shadowman, like tiny... these are not game. They're games that have constituencies, right? Yes. Like <laughs> pick a game out of a hat. There is a fan of it somewhere, of course. whether ironically or because of nostalgia or any number of reasons. Um, but I don't know that there was like a change.org position saying like bring back. Like we need Shadow Man to not run on a 486 Windows right. PC right. anymore. We need it on a modern. Uh, give me DLSS on, on my Shadow Man. Um, so I don't know. It's just I, I. But I have such. I don't have fond memories. I just have memories of Shadow Man. Like it's such an iconic looking, or, or striking looking character. Mm-hmm. And part of that, and, and is still striking in the like. 40 minutes that I played of the updated version, which seems fine. Like it runs really well, looks good for, uh, you know, exactly what it is. Like it's striking to the thing about like, well, there's just like weren't many like black main characters. And like, yes, this is, I don't know the history of like the comic book character. Like, you know, you start off and it's like, oh great. Like voodoo and like all that shit. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know where like shadow man ranks and how people feel about like the arc of representation uh, of that character. But, um, it's still like striking to be like, oh like this, yeah this game came out in the N sixty four era it came out in the PS one yeah. like yeah um I remember like being excited to play the Dreamcast version because like oh this is the one that's gonna look the best and then I'll finally play Shadow Man but uh, I didn't um so I remember seeing a lot of ads I remember seeing the it was like all over gaming magazines at the time acclaim was huge at the yeah. like you know acclaim was you know they're they're acclaim to fame um uh, they made mm-hmm. a handful of original uh, properties you know they got into that. Uh, on the backs of porting Midway games, right? Like they ported, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat, NBA Jam. Um, that was sort of like how Acclaim, you know, sort of got their foundation. And then they got into making games with studios like, was it Iguana? I think is that that's who made Turok and, uh, and a handful of others. So, um, yeah. Uh, also, I was reading like Shadow Man. One, Shadow Man got a sequel, came out on PS2. Uh, second not, coming, but the, no, the S not, is a two. had no idea. Um, <laughs> Which I don't think made works. A I don't that. think the two as the S really works. Technically. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems fine. It was weird. I, I'd be curious with the, the, the like the if people actually have. It was one. It was one of the things that reminded me. I'm glad there are studios doing this work because these yeah. aren't the games that are in the hierarchy of games that like quote unquote should get a, an update. Whether it's just 100%. a a visual pass to make it run on modern machines and and gloss it up a little bit. Um, these must make they, enough they money where they can just they can, release D the the which we were just talking about as a oh, series. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in I I guess I don't know when they released this. Maybe it was a few years ago, but they've released they released D, and like that's that's the sort of game that again, like I I want the company that is going to release both D and Shadow Man. I feel like Shadow like, need like, to D has a bigger to, a fan. So like D sells enough to allow yourself to do Shadow to make Man. Shadow Man, yeah, um, yeah. And that's just cool. Like they're just you know the, the, the industry is like so like generally poor at, you know, uh, you know, memorializing its history and making it accessible. You know, things like what Microsoft has done with backwards compatibility, even if it was something they did out of desperation to have some sort of unique selling point, it is now turning into like a really important like hist- like way of being able to access like certain, you know, you look at the the closure of the PlayStation 3, uh, Vita and PSP stores. Dude. I saw like there was here's there was an article that um, I don't know where it was or maybe it was a forum post it was like here are the games that are now accidentally going to become Xbox exclusives because <laughs> they were just not playable on right. a PlayStation anymore because they're right. only available digitally and 
you can still access them on on, on an Xbox and play them through their backwards compatibility. Uh, the Vita features. stuff, the Vita specifically upsets me because there was so much stuff there that was just not available elsewhere, period. Right. Um, so many weird little RPGs and visual novels and stuff that just like, at this point, my the, the, the solution is to go in there and just buy all this stuff now as if I, you know... As if one day maybe I'll get to it, and one day my veto. See, I don't need to like I, you know, um, or like, to pirate lawyer, it. Like, lawyers look away, but like don't pay them the don't reward no. them financially. Like just steal that shit. Not. <laughs> That's what <laughs> yes. it. I, it's it's so frustrating that like I'm not advocating that you should uh, go to piracy, yeah, but allegedly. like you know, if you can't buy it, I don't know what you're supposed to do. It's 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 so deeply fucked up because. I think that I think the Vita was the dirt from the from the jump anyway. That like the the Vita was such a unique and interesting system that that didn't find its audience for a lot of reasons. But but one of almost them, seemed like Sony didn't know it. They were like, 100%. well, we made the PSP, yes. so we'll make the Vita. And there were some really cool Vita games, and it sucks that, that many of them are just not uh, not available at this at this point. Um, or will be made unavailable. And like, I think it's telling that they did that alongside what the original Vita store and the PS3, like the, the Vita is not as old as those systems. No. <laughs> the Vita like deserved another five years or something mm-hmm. in our, in our cycle. Um, and it just, it's just, it's frustrating to, to see that stuff just completely shut, shut down because I, I think it's like such a big part of what makes, what makes this, this like hobby really interesting is when people can, dig into the past, find weird, cool stuff that they liked, or or continue or visit something that they played years ago. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to know what someone's favorite... I want to know who loved Shadow Man, and I want to know who loved whatever the Shadow Man of the Vita was. Right. And that person can't go back and play that game now, you know? Or, or won't be able to shortly, once that store closes, if they don't have their Vita anymore. And That's the other thing. Like, I was a big... I was a big trade-in-my-hardware type of person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've get rid of the old stuff, get the new thing. That yeah. was 100%. I and I and, hate it now, but that was just the reality of being young. And it's like, this was your currency. Yes. This was your money. Yes. It was yeah. like, your parents didn't care. I owned a PS3 They were, they were happy times. to see that stack of cartridges go away. They didn't <laughs> right. care if you got, you know. I would, totally, totally. I mean, this is me. Even in, this is the thing. It's like, even through my 20s, like, I, I owned a PS3 three times. I got one as a Christmas gift. And then a year later, I had rent to make. And I was like, well, I got to sell it. I got to go on Craigslist and sell this to make rent money. Um, and, and then bought one and bought another one. And then the same shit happened like three years later. And let me tell you, it did not contribute as much <laughs> to rent money that second time. And finally, I was like, I'm buying a fucking PS3. He's buying it from the old person? The old person. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have that back? I mean, I did. I, I feel value. like I didn't do exactly that with my Xbox 360, but... Both times I bought an Xbox 360 use, I mean, I, I owned an Xbox, again, I owned an Xbox 360 like four times, five if you count Red Ring shit. Um, <laughs> but one of those times, two of those times were uh, get in this car outside of Port Authority in New York and do a swap in such a way that makes you feel like you're absolutely d- doing a drug deal in, in the, honestly, the best possible way. You get into a white sedan, someone hands you a backpack, you hand them cash, you get out. It's, you know. It was it was smooth work. Um, and honestly, this- telling because when I went to sell that Xbox 360, not in Port Authority but in Penn Station, uh, the guy was like, "Where's the backpack?" And I was like, "Oh shit, I didn't bring a backpack to give this to you. I just I was just gonna give it to you." And so I had to go into to Penn Station and find somewhere that had like a cheap twelve dollar backpack to put it in, uh, which uh, is trouble because I didn't have much money. That's why I was selling the Xbox 360. 
Another Kata, what's up? Another thing that sucks about all this, not just like um obviously anyone anyone being able to go back and revisit things, but specifically game devs, because yeah. the 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 kind of institutional <sighs> memory is already so bad in the industry. Yep. And when things start disappearing, like people can't even go back and revisit things in order to build off of them or to like inspire the next thing that they're making. Like it's just uh fucking it sucks, right? Like the idea that so much of this, like like you know, mechanics get retread over and over again, but like the you know, like kind of not having that baseline to like build mm-hmm. from or to like even like you know what, there hasn't been one of these in a while. Like this thing that some some weird thing that someone made. Like let's make another one and like put our own twist on it. Like that whole you know system of recycling and remixing and like you know fucking the way art moves forward yeah. absolutely has yep. to be like is most often grounded in some form in art of the past, you know, like not always, obviously there are people who like don't study or don't know anything and can still make their mm-hmm. own art, but such a big component of, you know, getting new interesting things and like reiterating on those things is having access to the history of the industry of the, of the art before you. So, um, yeah, just yeah, I mean, one thing sucks. if they were like, Hey, we're retiring this, we've picked, even even if like some sort of even a bad concession was like we've picked is a handful of like highlights from that era we're gonna maintain them but like just nothing just oh, like actually we know that there are developers who are actively working on Vita games and we know that because they've had to register with us and like be in communication with us as like the distributor publisher of these hardware platforms ah you have until June uh, in order to publish that and if you can't finish it then uh, too bad you, just, you know it's it's just it's really are you, frustrating. I, I, I feel like there has been now an uptick in conversation around what's what Sony is doing <laughs> right now and and uh, a kind of uh, Sony came into this generation with an obvious leg up um uh, I think a lot of the you know the the problems of of pitching the Xbox 1 really dogged Microsoft for years and years um and I think, by and large, Sony still has has uh, you know a, a larger, more positive um, f- uh, fan base at this point. Not positive in a generic sense, but you know that they are winning. They're very that, enthusiastic. They're winning a, the a, console war. Well, there, there's a reason that like SNL did a skit about finding a PS5. Right. That's exactly what I mean. Right. Broadly speaking, that is in 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 the widest culture frame possible. I think that that is probably true, well, but. Between this, go ahead, Kyle. Do you want to? I was just gonna say, which is extra fucked because if you remember the like at the launches of those things, one of the things that the Xbox One got lambasted over was this the digital only thing where like you could only like the sharing thing that Sony came out with. It's just like Sony is now just like literally doing the thing that everyone was worried about with going digital only, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. fucking axing the whole thing. Uh, Yeah. So the the I'm curious if either of you think that there is a, a a shuffle coming again in the same way that again if you go back to the the era of the Xbox 360 the PS3 kind of coming out after the Xbox 360 and then kind of kind of really fucking up on certain uh third party games uh you know things like like BioShock and uh Oblivion came to the PS3 and were kind of a mess at launch 
uh, if I remember right. Maybe I'm misremembering that, but like <clears throat> that was a recurring thing. Was no, the there, PS3 there was there was a solid so like, to develop like for. almost two years where distinct to develop for. The, the the 360 was easier to develop for. Yeah, you know, may have been an extension of prioritization, but either, either way, like it was it was often the case that the 360 versions like just played better than the PS3 versions because of the infrastructure, the cell architecture that took developers a while. I mean, there were at the time. Um, there was a period where I think it was electronic arts, like they clearly, and I can't prove this, but like <laughs> clearly like had a conversation with Sony and they were prioritizing with press and like, we'd like to send you the PS3 version of dead space Two or whatever, right. um, because the, the, like the developers had kind of caught up the, the game, the, the games were more or less parody on each platform. And they they wanted to try and bust this narrative that actually like third party games run like shit on right. on PS3. I think this is pre Digital Foundry where we had like actual like technical experts that could. It was more just you know even as an amateur you could tell right, like right, ah, right. like the version I want is on on Xbox. Um, and then that that narrative switched in during the the Xbox One PS4 generation, largely I think due to, uh, I mean largely due to that initial c- catastrophic Xbox One yeah like reveal. Uh, event, but then also due to I think a lot of smart moves around third parties, a lot of smart moves around uh, independent developers. Uh, Sony did a lot around around building a, a, a sort of ecosystem of games you just wanted to play, um, uh, and and that success seemed like you know like it was going to continue into the PS5. But right now we're in this moment where between things like this, the the their general disinterest in backwards compatibility as has shown up in in you know interviews in the past um and then an act like this in which in which not only backwards compatibility but now it feels like legacy and old games are just not the, even going to be even just small things you look at the uh 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 fuck what's Xbox is uh, smart delivery, right? right like right, even right. even just small things where in the bridge between the PS4 and PS5 um, you know, I believe Rob, <laughs> Rob, Rob's not here with us, but a very funny thing occurred where I sent him a code. Well, I pasted a code in our like our code chat in Slack. There was a for the remaster or update to to uh, Yakuza Judgment, and he was deeply irritated. Like, really, like the game that I've committed myself to now. There's like a remaster out of nowhere. So he downloaded it, and I think it was the first time he's encountered. I think that a lot of people have encountered, maybe through Avengers or other games that are multi, you know, on on multiple platforms. There's not a single, you know, skew or like version of the game. Um, it will download the PS4 and PS5 version of it, and you to access to swap between those, you need to like press the options button on the PlayStation menu bar to pull up. Like, would you like to boot the PS4 or P- it's just and it's, it, 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 that seems like a little yeah. thing, but I. Um, it it's not once you know how it works, you can get over it. It's not that annoying, but I do think it is a it is a small is a microcosm of a macro issue about how Sony has thought about legacy history, which is so funny because I mentioned this on my podcast years ago. Like some of the earliest things I heard about the PS5 was like the the touchstone terms that were being used internally as like second and first party devs were getting. It was like an uh, you know that thing where like Cerny's going around and like soliciting input, like ta- talking about the like the high level vision years before this stuff had been um, unveiled and finalized. Like like legacy, like was was one of the words that was like tossed around <laughs> a lot with the PS5. And um, you know, I'm not Mark Cerny Listen. is probably not the one making the calls on like of when a, the PS3, uh, Vita, and PSP shops could close. But 
Uh, and I, I'm not know that you can all place this at the, the 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 feet of Jim Ryan, despite the fact that he will never be able to shake that quote, being like, yep. "Who wants to play old games? Um, like, get PR trained for a reason, buddy. That's what that that stuff exists <laughs> for. <laughs> Give the lip service." Uh, but I, I I think there's now enough evidence that yeah, you you can paint a picture about how they think, and they've said this themselves. Where so it's like. We consider we think generations are important. Like there is a pivot from one thing right. to the next, and what Xbox's whole thing, which I think they they backed into. I do not right. think this was like a ten year mm-hmm. philosophical journey. This was a we've discovered a, a strength of the company in engineering and a thing we can do with backwards compatibility, and it kind of just like lined up with a the PCification of consoles. But like there's actually like consoles don't matter, like generations don't don't matter, and it comes with its own issues um um but um i think you're seeing like a the rub between those um and, and a lot of interesting you know ways. sony sony did do astro's playroom that was a, a love letter to generation it was that right? game fucking rules i haven't watched uh <laughs> daniel dwyer no clips documentary they did like a, a thing on um astro's playroom that i'm sure is excellent oh, that sounds good yeah it. But you know, but uh, uh i i i want you can't right i was just gonna say i wonder if you could if you could Buy every game featured in Astro's Playroom as a little, as a little like Easter egg. I wonder if, if all of those games are actually playable. Can you buy? I don't know, like. I'm trying to think. Like, is it the obscure ones that it gets? Is Ape to, Escape like, available? Is Dino Crisis available? Anywhere to play? At I've this point? played. I definitely played Dino. I did a Dino Crisis on stream on PlayStation. So it must one. be on PS4s store or something but, but i don't know what i don't again because you can't be sure of that mm, like i can't right. tell you like i do think i played dino crisis like i downloaded it i want to say i downloaded it from the playstation store but i think i'm gonna have done that on ps3 three yeah yeah um because i didn't use the disc i definitely downloaded it like it was it was something that was was emulated or or whatever but um, but I did a search yeah, for Dino Crisis PlayStation Store, and I got Dino Crisis Two Triceratops Avatar. That's not what I want. I don't want the Triceratops <laughs> well, Avatar. I, I mean, I, maybe it is what you want. Maybe. But. It is. Well, I clicked through, and that's a that's a broken store page. I can't even get that anymore. <laughs> I can't even make my fucking my PSN Avatar Triceratops anymore. God damn! Um, but there's no guarantees there, right? There's no, no there's no right, assurance right. that you buy the new machine. Your old stuff is going to work even with compromises, like understanding that, you know, stuff shifts over time. Some things will get broken. Not every Xbox game, you know, works on a, on an, an Xbox one X totally. like bro- broadly totally. speaking, like a lot of stuff works to, to a degree that, you know, if you, I, right. I doubt people are like pirating uh-huh. Xbox games as, you know, or, I mean like, like, cause you don't have to jump through emulator hoops as much. This fucking they've done the work. So- I did find the Dino Crisis PS1 All classic right. page. Yep. And you can, you know where you can play it? You can five five ninety nine on... I bet on, I can play it on my Vita. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, you can play it on your Vita, your PS3, or your PSP. <laughs> uh, and also, that, that, that page is gone now. That page is, is not there on... I like click through. <gasps> I found basically a third-party page that lists all the information from the PSN store. Um, but if I actually go to... If I actually go to the PlayStation Store so and search must for Dino mean Crisis, it's, un- it's unplayable on any console. I don't think yeah. Dino Crisis has ever That's been ported correct. to Xbox. Dino correct. Crisis Three, obviously, which I've never played. One day, don't I, I will. I will. You, I need, will. you either at this point need a console that has already downloaded it, or PS One, or PS Two, and the disc, right? right? Or first first release PS Three that's had that. But I, gotta, I mean, like this isn't an example of a game where it's like, oh, just by accident, it's on an Xbox exclusive. No, I don't no. think Dino Crisis has ever come so. to Xbox. Um, 
in any capacity other than Dino Crisis 3. It was um, pre- uh, Dino Crisis 3, yeah, went to Xbox, but that is it. I don't even it's remember not on this. PC. I don't think it's on PC, but don't worry. You can. They just put the yeah, soundtracks on Steam. Wait, did they? What? 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 They put they put a handful of Capcom put out a handful of soundtracks. Um, they probably like also added them to streaming services, but they put out Dino Crisis, Dino Crisis Two. Uh, wow, that's a, true. They did do of, this. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not fucking. I don't fuck around with Dino Crisis. I'm part of the take every hint possible that they're going to make a new Dino Crisis, uh, and then get hey. Maybe don't steal information from companies, but also be a little bit crushed Wait. that nothing in the Capcom leak indicated they were working on an update to that. I can't imagine what it's like to want a be- uh, a beloved cult Capcom game to get a sequel and <laughs> trick yourself. What are you into talking, fuck you! You're getting that game. Like I'm going to, it's coming. Hey, you know what I will say? Two, uh, it's on its way. Uh, I will say there are times like wandering around uh, near Replicant that the the world uh, gives strong. Dragon's uh, Dogma vibes, like One just like week, wandering it. around it's, the plane. Like it's yeah, the game doesn't uh-huh. feel that way. It's not. It's not. That, but it's like there no, were times where I'd you. go over a field and be like, "Man, this feels." Yeah. Ooh, I'm getting some Dragon's Dogma uh, tingles across <laughs> this like generically textured <laughs> field that still evokes something, nonetheless. Uh, Kata, did you have a, dra- or a Dragon's Dogma? <laughs> yeah, Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> Dino Crisis. We're talking thoughts, about. Kata. We're talking about Dragon's Dogma now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dino's Dogma. I didn't get very far um, in I need to God. actually dig in someday. Dragon's Dogma? I'll just good. wait. Just wait for the sequel <laughs> wait, at this point. I mean, you can play it because it's good. Yeah. Uh, wait, what was your... Did you have a Dino Crisis thing? It, it is on... It's on. It existed on PC at some point, right? It did? I don't know that that's true. I don't think I, so. There's an Amazon.com listing for Dino Crisis PC okay, well, for the uh, Windows uh, 98, Windows Me, and Windows 95. Right. Okay. Uh, kind okay, of sure. lots of yeah. games... Were poorly ported to the PC <laughs> in the nineties, but I'm saying like, can you go to Steam and play Dino Crisis without downloading an emulator? Right? No, no. Dino yeah, Crisis. The only thing you, you can get Dino Crisis on Steam, but it's called the Dino Crisis Two Original Soundtrack for seven ninety nine. You can't play Dino Crisis, but don't worry. Six user reviews of the. Um, Get your adrenaline pumping with the break beats and ominous tones of 2000s survival horse classic Dino Let's Crisis 2. That's go. a great. Uh, this soundtrack All is right. the author Look, from the original there high is quality a source material. <clears throat> Dino, Crassic, Dino Crisis Classic Rebirth is a set of patches for Capcom survival horror uh, PC ports currently supporting Resident Evil 1, 2, 3 in the first Dino Crisis. Uh, this patch is specifically aimed at the Japanese source next release <laughs> and it won't work with the media kite release the two executables are virtual virtually identical yet very different for some reason but if you have the install data from any japanese version you can use the source next patch provided the download section uh provided in the download section to make it compatible with classic rebirth so there is a fan patch meant to make the the old presumably not very uh well done or maybe just outdated RE123 and Dino Crisis PC versions playable. I don't know where you would legally obtain those games at this point. Can I read, uh, can I read some of the... <laughs> some of the some, I'm looking at the, down, the, the soundtrack for Dino Crisis. Please, uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> one, Dino Crisis. It's all capitals. Like I want to make clear yeah, like good. that is yeah. unique to that. You have a male. Welcome. Sick. To the genocide island. <laughs> okay, what? well, let's slow down, Capcom. <laughs> Am I welcome? Because it sounds like I shouldn't be. 
<laughs> I should not be welcome. These, these titles are hilarious. All right, uh, 29. I'm going to start here. <clears throat> Giant fang bites. 30. Get to the heliport. 31. Abandon hope. 32. <laughs> hang in there. <laughs> hang in, hang in there. there. <laughs> this is a long... Listen, okay, I was, I was balking at the $7.99 price, but this is 66 credit or 66 songs. Yeah, they're all very short. Um, we're all, You're a just lot saying of that because Breathe Faintly is 24 seconds long. Yeah, they're, yeah. And Glimpse is six seconds long. But I want I want all this shit. Reminis if I'm buying a soundtrack from... What is? Well, that's got to be end credits, yeah, right? Totally. Oh, that's the credits, yeah. Because yeah. I'm reminiscing about all the dinos that right. made a crisis <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, now I'm looking to see if this... Is this part of my Apple Music's uh It might be on there. They got mono uh, the artist mono memory. Don't worry, has done a, a cover of the save room theme. Um, but it does Good. not appear, it Great. does not. Capcom has not added this to Apple Music, I, so I have to buy it on Steam. That era of sh- music streaming services before people were putting like official game and anime soundtracks on them, before like companies were, and what you would find is covers of yeah. those songs by you know artists you'd never heard of before, and you click through and it's just them doing a bunch of covers over and over again. That was that was better, in my opinion, than having the real thing, which I want and love. But it was there was something pure about the fact that companies weren't on those services yet, getting my money, <laughs> and instead inc- I was giving this, it to this. some singer songwriter from Michigan who really <laughs> loved the fucking cowboy bebop soundtrack, and, and so they also just did their versions of all of that, and none of it was good. But it was, you know, sometimes you just want to hear you the melody. You feel the energy. Yeah. They were putting yeah, in the effort. Exactly. And this, this mono memory, their top songs, number one top song, Resident Evil Zero, Save Room theme. Number two, Resident Evil Zero, The Save Rooms, remixed. Resident Evil 2, The Save Rooms, remixed. Resident Evil 1, I mean, this. look, I agree. The People Save know, Room themes yeah. to Resident Evil games are great. It's like a peaceful reprieve mm-hmm. from the nightmare. That's um, what you do. You go there for a peaceful reprieve from your day, you know? Uh, I'm still in the middle of a point, which is, yep. then you have Sorry, this Sony, other right? Sony, yeah. you have this other Sony thing, right? Which is the, the story that came out last week from Bloomberg about... Um, about Mr. Bloomberg filed a <clears throat> story. Mr. Bloomberg filed a story, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, mm. uh, <laughs> and said, "Hey, the the uh, Sony is investing, reinvesting in the franchises that that it knows works, including uh, a Last of Us remake, uh, Last of Us one <laughs> remake in development currently." Um, and I think that sparked some more conversation. That was like. Are you, are we for real just like throwing money at the same fucking franchise? You can play that game on the PS5 today. You can do that. There's That's a, true. The we PS4 don't know for how long. Maybe they'll, get rid of that. Maybe they'll get rid of that too. Oh Who could God. say <laughs> at, this, at this rate? Um, <sighs> but I, I'm I'd seen a, a lot of conversation around the way being like this is it. Sony's going to take the turn, and people are going to finally are finally going to turn on Sony. Hard to disagree. I also hard disagree because I think the bulk of people don't follow this like that, but I am growing increasingly frustrated (laughs) and, and, you know, obviously I can square that circle because it's easy to be like, uh, yeah, of course I'm frustrated. I, this is my, this is my career. I've been in this space a long time. I'm like very tuned in. I already don't, I already, I said this to, to, to someone on Twitter the other day that was like, I have basically been polite about my dislike of that style of storytelling, the kind of ascendant, like 
Naughty Dog style uh, uh, of storytelling. Mm. Prestige for, TV made the, video games. Right. That style for, for years, right? Like, I, I go back to, like, there's an episode of the Beast cast when Unch- Uncharted 4 was coming out. And I want to say, like, Vinny was like, so you're going to play it, Austin? I was like, why am I going to play it? I know I'm not going to have a good time, and I'm going to come on here and get in front of this microphone and explain in detail why I'm not having a good time, why I think that this style of storytelling doesn't fucking work for me in any way. And I'm mostly going to get letters from people explaining that I'm a, a, a spoil sport and I'm trying to rain on their parade and that I need to open my heart to the joys of Nathan Drake. And like, <laughs> I, that doesn't benefit anyone involved in this situation. Um, uh, so let me just shut the fuck up about it and let people have their fun and I'll work on trying to talk about games that I think are actually interesting and exciting, um, especially in, in the realm of like storytelling and narrative. Um, and uh, uh, I've been like, I've, I've, that has been my strategy for years, but hearing that they are going to remake Last of Us One, it really might be my breaking point. Really might be like I, I don't care. To, I, I just try to temper this to you privately. I uh, yeah, I, I know. Will say yeah. my understanding is that is a a very small team that is that is working on that project, and I would uh, I don't know exactly the details of the work they're doing on it, but I was given the impression that like you know. You know, temper your expectations. Don't like expect a blue of, point style complete reimagination. Yeah, I don't. I, I, yeah, I. I it, based on the, the the size of that team at its current moment, which you know, team sizes can change, get bigger as they go, and you know, I don't know where. I don't know if they're trying to time it to, you know, the premiere of the, the Last of Us show, which would my guess would be sometime next year on that would make on, sense on HBO. Yeah. Um, but I don't. You know, I don't. Yeah, I do. I I would expect less Demon Souls. More like, what if you like. Hey, isn't ray trace like? Don't you think Naughty Dog would make ray tracing look pretty cool? Um, and they would, they would. I mean, that's the other thing that I said on Twitter was like, I also do believe that the people who make these games, like the people in the trenches, cracking how to make those games look as good as they look, are incredibly talented and work incredibly hard. And this is another part of why I spend my time finding time to to play games I actually know I will like and will talk about. So that oh, so these, yeah, these I'm games not are just dunking I, I, on people who I think are probably doing a good job at right. what they're being asked to do. Right. You know? Right. Do you think that um, and I saw that hose, that hose, that <laughs> rope or whatever in fucking Last of Us 2. That stuff I'm sure someone spent a lot of time figuring years. that shit out. Yeah. Um, I've read the the bit about fucking the 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 blog post uh, on on how the axe uh, throw works in God of War. That that was really brilliant stuff and how that that make that axe throw feel good. Absolutely. That just doesn't mean I like the game, but like <laughs> I I I respect the the, the hustle. Kata, you were gonna say something. Uh, I was gonna ask, do you think that specifically the structure is the issue here, or is there some world where like with different plot points and dialogue it would it could it could work? For me? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to tell because I, because we've now seen multiple examples of this style of, of thing from them and none of it's worked. Right. Um, in which in which including stuff where I'd say the structure is different. Like I think the God, I think God of War is a different as a completely different structure sure. than Last of Us. Um, uh, and yet I felt the same way. So I, I think it's I think it's I you don't think it's, there's different types of structure. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima like Ghost of Tsushima is maybe right on the line there for me. That's one where I, I think did you, not I think like we both the story. Liked, liked the game part quite yes, a bit, yes, and totally. wished it existed in a different like story setting, whatever. Um, I like so the I, setting even. I just right. I don't think that they actually. I mean, I think that it. I've watched and read a lot of samurai stories to compare <laughs> it to, and it's just like not one that that yeah. hangs, so to speak. Right. Anyway, I, I I also, for what it's worth, Patrick, like you, I think that 
this will not be a turning point for PlayStation. These games are like, extremely popular. Yes, I, I, yeah, I yes. also like separate separating understandably the knee jerk reaction to uh, a last of us remake, whatever the scope of that may be. It makes a ton of like commercial sense to, they're not going to have another last of us game that comes out a year from now. Uh, if Microsoft also had a game as successful as last of us, they would also do this. Yeah. They would also squeeze us. Like none of these companies <laughs> are purists about any of this shit. Uh, and it's, it's, if it, I was, I mean, that, that is the I'd most frustrating bit the about same, the console war shit. The same thing. It makes, it makes sense for that. But I think what people are trying to, to extract from that is like, is this uh, right. more broadly speaking, indicative of a trend in which all, what Sony wants to do is just make extremely large bets on existing IP. Does that lead them down the same path that Microsoft found themselves in, in which they had a trio of franchises, Forza, Gears, mm-hmm. and Halo, and you just keep making those games over and over again till the well is one dr- run dry and then start over. And we we saw, like, if you do that, like, Microsoft has spent the better part of a decade still trying to turn that around. I I like a lot of what they've done as a company. I like that they have an identity now. Mm-hmm. I like that that identity is not even necessarily tied to we're going to make the standard prestige first party stuff. Um, if they didn't go that route at all and just focused on backwards compatibility, serve it, like just different things that clearly Sony doesn't give a shit about, that gives them an identity that is exciting to, to own all three machines. Having a Switch, a PlayStation, an Xbox feels fundamentally, even a PC feels fundamentally different in a way that it didn't always feel when you would own every machine. You just wanted the other first party thing. Like they didn't feel like mm-hmm. I, like they had different um, philosophical ideas of what it is to even be a box. Um, and I feel like that is very much the case um, these days. Um, but I don't think Sony is... Uh, like in like like a year away from like only relying on two franchises. Plus, these franchises are like much more popular than Gears numbers, and Halo were at yes, the point that yes. Microsoft was like double and tripling down on making a Halo four, five, and six, and a Gears four, five, and and and, and like those franchises are still popular. But I I just don't think. I think Sony hasn't exploited them to the degree, like even a remake of the first one, like there's still only two of them. Like it took them, what, a decade to make two of them. Um, And so I just don't think it's this, it got, you know, got part of the reason God of War, it was, you know, I liked that game reservations aside. Like it was also a long time. Like the reason when that trailer hit and you heard that, like, like that iconic God of War, like, oh, like music. The reason that was exciting that, was like, was the yeah, Halo I haven't played music? one of those games yeah, in like seven Halo, years. That was the Halo, Halo music. Well, how do you do the God of War? Oh, how do you do it? You know what I'm talking about. I don't. Come on. Oh. If you fucking heard it, you would. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, that's, that's that <laughs> it? Yeah, that's that? that. Yeah, okay. God, and I'm going <laughs> to. I don't know it. I'm not a God of <laughs> yeah, War person. No. But you're going to not... know. Hold on. I'm not. <laughs> I'm you I'm simply like, not uh, going to know the God of War, whatever that is. <laughs> and I went to Catholic school. I know I've heard chants. Yeah, whatever the fan, the fans know. Chance. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Of course, dr- the fans know. I'm glad the fans for the know fans. What I'm talking about. Congrats <laughs> to the trailer fans. cuts to the cabin, and you saw it was Kratos. Like was it? Yeah, it was I was a cool with last you moment because you hadn't seen that character yes, in a while. We watched um, that together. You popped, you and I went, "Oh, okay, it's a God of War game." <laughs> yeah, and that's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> But but also like the fact that no, you can yes. you can do that. I, I just don't think Sony I is. I, yes. And also I I heard I don't know what I, Microsoft doesn't have that 
doesn't have the thing that they've like put in the in the back for long enough that like if they brought it back, it would no, be that huge. Maybe Viva Pinata. I think that might be like yeah. the one that they could. I think people would lose their fucking minds if they made like look. They did Fable. The, even that wasn't long enough, and it'd been a no, while. I was like, ah, actually, do we need <laughs> yeah. another Fable? And that team sounds like they might be doing some interesting things. So like whatever. But I just what does what's is there anything? Microsoft Flight Simulator, I think, got a pop, right? When that came back. I genuinely back, think that, Viva that would cause people. If they made right. a straight up Viva Pinata game, I think people would be. That would be it. Like, what else? I can't I'm even looking. think of one of their friends. Because they haven't Brute spent Force. the time to build those. Right. Blue Dragon, everyone's favorite. People, uh, people would love it. Mist Walker. Yeah. I mean, people would love it, but no one would Not pop big enough. in that way. It's not big enough. Uh, Doritos Crash Course. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, Fable, Forza, 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 <laughs> Fusion Frenzy. We've not had a, a Fusion blinks. Frenzy since the Xbox 360. I mean, Crackdown could have been it, um, yeah, but, but then it, they yeah. announced that, and then the game was in development for, for ever, like five yeah. years, and then came out was kind of just bleh. Yeah. Elo Milo. What is that? Elo Sneak Milo. King 2. Sneak King 2. Uh, wow! A lot of Connect Sports games here. They Leaks. don't have a huge state. They they is actually in retrospect kind of wild how much Microsoft was relying on third parties being associated with Xbox as a as yeah. a brand. Things like Call of Duty were propping up a lot of the decline of their Phantom party Dust. Everyone investment. out there like me, ready for yeah, that I Phantom like, Dust remake that got buried. So I I just I yeah, I think I think right. these games they Sony. There are a lot of weaknesses in the model of big blockbuster games that act like uh, tentpole theatrical releases in which they have to make all of their money back immediately up front very quickly Uh because people are going to play them, see the credits, and they move on. Um, And they don't – things like a Last of Us remake, in some ways, because of the model they've adopted – is it a natural consequence of that is that they don't have what like the movie industry has. It's like, oh right, we come on, to, uh, then it comes to onto to VOD, and you can pay right. twenty bucks to watch it now, or you can wait another six weeks and then you can rent it. And also, there's a Blu-ray. They don't that doesn't really exist in games to the same degree. And so the way you repurpose it and like do the Blu-ray release is like ah like add ray tracing and do like a slight bump, and you'll get X. You know, you can get two million people to pay twenty bucks for that or whatever, and that that becomes a way that you cushion out these big expensive bets. Because also, the what they're the thing they're betting on, these productions only get more expensive over time because the expectations only increase alongside the tech scale. And then also, these are also the games that are like the most prone to delays because of all of that. And so, I don't, you know, I don't think they're set up to fail in the way that people are predicting it's going to be a a Microsoft sort of swing, but it does come with all sorts of um, issues, especially given the fact that like this has happened amidst COVID in which the games mm-hmm. have been impacted the most um, by all of this. I, you know, I, uh, uh, Imran over at uh, Fanbyte had a, a piece about why, you know, why did indie studios uh, sort of, were they able to be so nimble and adapt to COVID development in a way that AAA development was not. And, you know, like the long and short of that is like, well, they're used to working remote and yeah. like this wasn't a big shift um, even for studios that occasionally, you know, work together or were in an office. And so, you know, that's, you know, helps explain why I think 2021 is going to be like kind of a drought. It seems like it's kind of a drought in general, but like, you know, temper your expectations for like a game like God of War actually coming out. I, uh, 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 was they need just to make a Steel at- Battalion sequel. 
I'm down. Let's go. Uh, uh, the one that I did just <laughs> see that I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing um, was I've now since immediately forgotten it. So it must not have been that much, right. of, that much of a thing. Uh, oh, uh, I'm curious if how people would react to a new Dead Rising um, which mm. has been mm. five years, but I don't know if it's there. I, th- I think we still need another few years. I don't years think it's there. They, they tried that with the Xbox One. They had the, you know. Yeah, but those other games like- had come out so recently that I feel like it was never it was never gone. You know what I mean? It never really left. We're talking about Dead Rising 3 was 2013. Dead Rising 4 was 2016. That's that's only a couple. Of, that's only three years. If, and Dead I, Rising- guess it, it, I guess it feels a lot closer than that, even though yeah. I agree with you that it was seven years ago eight years right. ago. and i guess that those are technically capcom games right it's just that they were xbox exclusives right so anyway we should take a break Jet we've gone radio. very long without a break that's Ring? yes yes i mean yes i mean but this is their strategy their strategy is bo- oh sorry time out i do know the, ex- the xbox exclusives uh-huh. uh uh it is uh the elder scrolls right it is right, uh, right. <laughs> fallout right. <laughs> right this is what their strategy has become it's like you're right we don't have shit people care about let's MLB buy the, and, we'll, and mm-hmm. uh we'll just MLB. put it on game pass oh, mlb right. the show is ours now actually uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um you know when when that uh fallout new vegas 2 music hits uh, it goes like, oh, oh, oh God damn it. right. Uh, people are gonna fucking flip out. Should have gone lower. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah. Anyway, let's take a break. And and you can you tell we're getting eager for game conferences over here. It's just I'm ready. E3. I'm about to fly out to E3. Yeah. Well, let's yeah, let's fly. Let's fly to LA anyway. Yeah, let's right? fly to LA. I bet we have a good time just being in LA. That'd be sick. I don't have. I know, know it'd be like, cheaper to fly to New York and just do podcasts in person there. But let's let's just convince some advertiser <laughs> to send us to LA. <laughs> if we can take someone's money to go somewhere, I'll do it. <laughs> I haven't been anywhere in a minute. So, <laughs> shit. All right, let's take that break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, we are back with a little more stuff. Um, yeah. uh, a little Shadow more Game. stuff. Yeah, a little more stuff. We've already gone for quite some time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I played a game called Ashlanders. Nope, that's wrong. Ash Walkers. I keep saying Ash Ashlanders Walkers. because Ashlander is what they call you in uh, Morrowind. They, or mm. they don't call you that, but you the Ashlanders are people in Morrowind. They call you outsider in in Morrowind, but the Ashlanders are uh, an important an important. Uh, uh, culture in Morrowind, but Ash Walker's A Survival Journey, uh, which is out, uh, I think, today on on PC. It might come out on. Uh, I you know I don't think it's coming out on console because 
it does not have controller support. And I expected it to have controller support. And I was like, hmm, surprises doesn't have controller support. This um, is from uh, one of the designers of uh, the original designers of uh, Life is Strange. That, that is correct. Do their own thing. Yeah, exactly. I had a, a studio called Nameless 13. Um, uh, here is the pitch. The pitch is, I mean, the, the very high level super pitch is it is a narrative driven first person, not first person, a narrative driven post apocalyptic uh, uh, kind of exploration uh and 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 slightly survival game with a focus on story that that you can finish in a couple of hours and has 34 different endings that's the like the big idea um uh, is that you'll replay it take make different choices and end up with vastly different endings um uh as an example or i guess to, to describe it a little a little bit so people can kind of get it in their heads um it is a very atmospheric game uh, you are seeing this group of survivors who are setting out from this dome uh, where, where they come from a culture that survived the apocalypse by going into this dome, basically, and going out into the world. The world is rendered in this grayscale, this very, this very sharp grayscale, um, uh, and you're you know hearing uh, the wind howl, and you're hearing uh, there's lots of like really atmospheric uh, music playing to try to like you know. Um, uh, what's the word I'm I'm looking for? Like, very, does like a very ambient score, um, in terms of its use of like electronic music or electronic, you know, uh, instruments and like low hums and and you know weird howls and stuff like that. Uh, and as you you kind of walking down these linear paths through these different areas, and on the way, every once in a while, you, the the game kind of pauses and changes the camera angle and it puts you in a situation that situation can be like hey you see a vulture a strange vulture that walks around on its hands and is eating some sort of big carcass what do you do do you try to sneak past it do you try to scare it away with loud words do you try to lure it away with food uh and then you can try to like get the carcass that, that it has um uh or do you or do you try to fight it or whatever right um, then you pick one of those decisions, and then based on what you've picked and based on the condition of your your characters, uh, you get a different outcome. And you know your your maybe your it'll cost you more energy than you thought it, it would have, or it'll cost you like your characters will get will take damage, and you'll have to like heal them at some point. Um, uh, uh, and and so you you the small version of those decisions are just kind of like bit by bit. Here is an event. How do you remedy this event? And and that changes your condition or uses up resources. But then you also get to these kind of bigger branching points where it's like, okay, you've met this group of people. Um, here's one from here's one that I found towards the end of the game, uh, or towards the end of one of my plays. Is you see a guy in um in uh uh stuck in webs and stuff and these weird locust creatures are coming towards him do you leave him there or do you try to pull him out and i was like i'm gonna fucking pull this guy out i'm gonna get him out of here uh and managed to get him out and you know my people got hurt in the process but whatever we freed him and then a little bit later i found a, a community of people and he was there and because he was there and because i'd saved him he and his mom like cooked a big meal for all of my crew and like healed us up and gave us a place to rest um, and so you can have like these kind of slightly longer uh, term things. Mm. And then there are also really big decisions where it's like your goal is to go find a new home for your people. And specifically, you're going from your tiny dome to something that's called the Dome of Domes. You're trying to find this thing that is supposedly this giant, you know, dome off in the distance that that will be the, the place where you can lead your people. It's kind of a promised land vibe. 
Uh, and you, you halfway through on my adventure anyway, I learned about a different place I could go called the Oasis instead. And it's like, okay, do you want to give up the Dome of Dome journey and then go this a whole other way and try to find the Oasis? I have no idea what happens if you do that because I didn't choose that. <clears throat> I continued to go towards the Dome of Domes. And then I got there and there was a big, you know, uh, final uh, conclusion where, and I can just say this now because I've, I've played through the, this part of the game twice. Um, I had a number of decisions to make around how to how to uh, resolve a conflict at the Dome of Domes that would that ended with uh, one of the thirty four different endings. And then if I if I could rewind the to- the clock and make a different choice at the very end there, it would have given me a different one of the thirty four different endings. And I don't know how much of the game, I don't know how much of that lead up to that very end changes what is available to you in that final kind of like menu of options and the kind of big final sequence. Um, but it, it did feel like it, it actually undercut some of my earlier stuff mm-hmm. because I, I was, I was mostly enjoying this experience. I liked the aesthetic a lot. I think the music is really cool. Um, I think there's some neat narrative beats. Um, there's some stuff that I, I'll get to in a second that I'm like not thrilled with. Uh, but then you get there at the end and it's like, okay, choice one you know, help this person. Choice two, let this person do this thing for you. Choice three, uh, refuse to help this person. Choice four, try to find a compromise, right? This is all bullshit, but I'm trying to just illustrate it. And it's like, each of those is going to lead to a different ending. And I don't know that it's particularly compelling to be like, I'm going to play this game for two hours and then choose a different, I'll choose B instead of A this time. Right. And then like get a different one minute long conclusion. Yeah, that's like the, the the challenge if you're going to make a, you know, do you make a narrative game with choices where the, the goal ultimately is you're playing once to own, the choices are there to give you a, a canon interpretation of events that, that you influenced uh-huh. and you made. And maybe you could play it again, but the intention is not for you to like, go and see everything again. That's almost an alternate universe version of what you've already established as like your canon playthrough. Whereas this, if it's saying up front, so many different ways it can go. Right. If 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 there's not like wildly different and I ways imagine it can they start. Are, I do imagine so you, another thing is you can start you can go after you beat it once you can do a custom game where you start at any of the zones of the game, basically, which okay. means the second time it's like, I'm just going to start at the very end and go get that other ending. I'm going to go. And instead of compromising, I'm going to finish this fucking fight. And like, yeah. and like that one, it was, it was actually really hard to do that because I didn't have any of the built up resources I had from the previous, like, uh, oh, so you're, not just bran- you're not just branching from where you, you were. You're no, it starting is not, from scratch. Just you're starting from end. scratch but at the end, that's, which that's is funny because it meant, and then I went into the final level up a person because I'd lost a person <laughs> on, my, on my original play. Um, and that meant that, like, oh, hey, this person has a solution available to a problem that I did not have available because I'd lost him and that or, or you know, I lost that character. And that meant that I didn't have that perspective on the thing, which is interesting. Um, but it does mean it, it just it just was not that scene. That that's how it worked. And that like, OK, at the end of the game, you're just going to get a, a menu of these things. Now, my guess is there are a lot of alternative paths along the way, right? Like if I had gone towards the Oasis instead of the Dome, I would have gotten an right. entirely final, an entirely different final act of that game or something. And maybe that's enough to make me go through and do a second playthrough. Um, but there was something else here that I think is frustrating to some degree. Um, I mean, let me just say like low key, it's a bad decision, which is uh, uh, the use of the word savages in this game uh. is pointed and it's supposed to be doing something 
you know, vaguely progressive in terms of its idea of the ways in which the powerful, including your characters who come from the, this dome life, look out at at other people in the world. There's a post-apocalypse. Some people go to domes. Other people just have to live in the, in the, the kind of wasteland that's left behind. Those people who organize themselves into clans and tribes are called savages by your characters and by the dome culture writ large. Um, and, and, you know, specifically, you have a character who's in the mix who's like answer to every time that you interact with one of these people is like, we should fucking fight them. We should beat the shit out of them. These people aren't people type of thing, right? They don't, it's not as, it's not as fierce as that, but that is the vibe, right? Of of what this character is, is presenting. Um, and I don't, I am not shying away from the idea that you can tell a story in which you have, like, you know, I, we've played Disco Elysium, a game in which someone who is very much in a position of power uh, and privilege is moving through spaces uh, where the marginalized live. And that game is a fantastic game ab- about politics and, and, and about the world in such a way that that manages to use utilize that character's perspective uh, as, a, as a, a mirror back on power and privilege. So it's not like it can't be done. But I, 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 every time the word savage pops up on screen, especially as it blends between, is this the way the characters are thinking about this or is this the way the narrator, the kind of omniscient narrator is framing it? Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me be clear. Of course this game thinks that these people are people. Of course this game thinks that these tribes are actually like, you know, in, in some ways um, more suited for this world and and have, and, and have gone through more and uh, are, are in positions of, of power and authority in their own right. Um, and yet that oppositional position undercuts so much of my desire to go back through it because the decisions I'll have to make on that second playthrough to see something vastly different is like, yo, fuck these people. Those are the decisions I have to make to really see some percentage of the content I'm not going to see. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. it's like early on, one of the things that happens is you go into a, you go into a, uh, a, like a series of buildings that are controlled that are controlled by this one group, uh, uh, this one tribe. That again, your your the narrator says you find a group of savages in this building, right? Um, and not the voice; it's not a voice narrator, but that's what the text says. Uh, and it's like you end up in a, a sort of like one on one fighting situation, like prove your worth thing, which again has all of its own. Uh, <laughs> it's caught up in a bunch of other shit around the ways in which uh, native peoples are are positioned. Uh, in in fiction, especially, um, uh, and so I'm not going to go through that whole thing again and be like, "Yo, fuck this savage shit. This stuff sucks. Uh, the, you know, this is uncivilized. Like that's just not how I'm going to play the game. Just to see a different route." Um, and I so I think it's one of those things that's like in the same way like I'm not going to go back and play Disco Elysium as a racist. I think that that's I'm glad people are doing that work to see what that content looks like and to like evaluate whether or not that's an effective way of of doing some sort of critique of racism that whether or not that studio like managed to make that a valid, a valid and thoughtful and interesting way to play that game. I'm not going to do that work mm-hmm. because I deal with racism, right? I'm, well, I'm not, also, I don't think, I'm I don't think native, disco, but like, disco doesn't choose to present itself as, Hey, here's a bunch of information. Here's a bunch of scenes. You're going to miss. You are missing. You're this. missing. You, right, you are not right. going to see this because of this choice. No, you're making a choice. Cause this is the story that you're telling. And I think that's, like when you frame your, when you frame the framing of like matters and, mm-hmm. and like there's and, and influences three different the choices places you make. on this Steam page that say thirty four different endings, right? right. Like they uh-huh. keep bringing right. it up, right, right, right. They do. Like a Disco Elysium, yeah. Part of how they pitch the game is like 
you have you know a lot of choice. I'm sure that like the word choice is is used right. like, in in the marketing, but that is different than saying like you like play this game again to see the quote unquote missing content or like yeah. the different ways it can it can it can play. Do you see? I didn't realize I'm. In retrospect, I guess sort of bummed that I played. I'm glad I played that game. Like, I both played it late, late enough that it couldn't be my game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then uh, early enough before like realizing there was a game of the year edition where they added like a bunch of new writing. They like replaced voice actors, um, like wholesale cloth. Um, in and I've heard very good things about the the updated version, but uh, I'm not gonna play it again. But I kind of wish I could zap my brain and play that game a second uh, pick time. Pick up my old save. All of the Still yeah, all one. that voice acting sounds sounds very cool. They they voice acted all of the skills. I don't know if you saw this, like all oh. the, but huh. it's one voice for all of the skills, except ah. for the like different parts of your when the different parts of your brain talk. They have different. That's voices. still different. Yeah, yeah. But the skills all have the same voice. And there was an interview about this. I forget where huh. I saw this. And I wish I had it on hand. Um, uh, about like why do that? Uh, why not give each skill its own voice? Um, and uh, if I remember right, the the answer was basically like, "Hey, it would have been it would have been very jarring to have that voice jump around the way that we dis- the way that we use it." Um, at least that's what they said, uh, if I'm remembering right. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you can just turn off skill voices if you want to. You can keep all of the other voice acting in and keep your huh. skill voices as something you could read in case that's what you that's the way you want to ex- you want to uh, sure. uh, read it. And that's interesting. Uh, I think it's an interesting thing to like give you that option, knowing that because the skill voices are also just constant, you right. know. And how many um, different ones are there again? Like twenty five, thirty, something, yeah, something like, like, that. like that, right? They're, they're more than that, yeah. Um, I could understand yeah, even just like logistically that being like a lot of extra work that maybe wasn't didn't seem worth it. Yeah, Ultimately. I found this. It's a Matt Perslow article over on IGN uh, called Disco Elysium, bringing a million words to life for the final cut. Uh, and in the interview, uh, uh, someone here from from uh, Studio Zalm says, uh, it seems like a natural choice to have each skill voiced by a different actor, but believe me, it would be awful, um, says uh, Hinde Pere, uh, answering the most obvious question. Uh, grading, cartoonish, hyperactive. There's something about Disco Elysium that's, that not a lot of people realize. It's actually a very calm and cozy game. It's cozy, like watching a series of dark detective fiction. Uh, while, while curled up on the couch with your significant other or reading a book, it has that vibe to it. Taking the skills as narration rather than as a band of harpies tearing at you was essential to keeping <laughs> that experience level. Um, so, yeah, that's 24 skills. That's that's what it is. Right. Um, also, the other note is uh, it's because all of the skills are read by the, the posterior, the posterior neocortex, which is the same part of your brain. So it uses that part of the brain's voice. Um yeah, I, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm gonna wait like three more years and then probably replay Disco. I wow. feel like that's the. I just need. I need to. Yeah, when they get around to that. announcing like their inevitable follow, follow up, up, whether it's oh. Disco or a spirit, you know, something you know that builds upon the lessons of that. Like, okay, now's the time to. Now's the time to do it. Yeah. Um. I'm just anyway. Glad. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I'm just glad that my procrastination has paid off yet again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Checking in six months when he still hasn't played. It. <laughs> God yeah. damn it. Uh-huh. I'll get to it early. That's than that, I swear. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just gotta finish off Stormblood. Uh huh. Um. God. Yeah. Anyway, Ash Walkers. I, I definitely think people should look at Ash Walkers gameplay at least to see what it is. Um. You know. I. I think if you're interested in this style of, I wouldn't say it's a walking simulator in the sense that like you're you're mostly going straight. You're mostly like going a, a linear path. And when I think about walking simulators, there's a degree of of 
environmental ex- exploration to some degree. You're you're sure. you're embodied in such a way that you can look up and down and look at the walls and like piece things together uh, or take things in in a in a in a way where you have a little bit more freedom of motion. Uh, whereas here, you're kind of clicking on uh, clicking forward and just kind of walking forward as story bits unfold. And I think that's a really cool presentation. And I actually really liked like letting myself sit in that space for a couple of hours. Um, uh, and I think that the, the resource stuff mostly works. I, I felt, I felt incredibly overpowered in that game in mm-hmm. terms of like having all the resources at hand I needed, being able to manage all of my stuff for very long. And then I made like a couple of bad decisions in a row and instantly lost a character. And I'm glad that the game is willing to actually be that punishing because it has teeth in a way that's like, I felt like I was beating it and then it like took a person away from me and it <laughs> fucking sucked. And it, I liked that right. quite a bit. Um, but I, but I do, I, I don't know that I want to go back through it to see, there's like points that I, I want to go see what the Oasis is. Right. But I don't know that I want to go back to the beginning and be like, this time I'm going to be rude as shit. <laughs> this time I'm going to like be distrustworthy uh, or distrusting and and violent. Right. Um, you know, you actually get um, based on what you do in between zones. It kind of scores you and says like, okay, you are less like scouts and more like soldiers, and you are you know less uh, like uh, uh, less trusting and more skeptical or something. And it gives you these adjectives, and those adjectives give you bonuses. Uh, and negatives to your various like resource usage and your your stats and stuff, um, and that's really cool. But like, I think I'm going to I am probably going to fall into a certain subset for the most part again in the games. Like, I'm just not interested in stepping into the ring to kill this motherfucker right. because I don't think he's a person or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't. I'm yeah. not. I'm not interested in seeing that story particularly, um, and maybe that speaks to like the quality of the story that is here. Because I think if the if the story was like good enough, maybe I would be. Um, at the same time, I just want to commend it for being this sort of two hour experiment. This thing of like, hey, play this a bunch of times is a sort of thing I want to see more of. Mm-hmm. I've said it a million times, um, but Way of the Samurai one uh, for the PS2. Uh, and in fact, the second game is also a, a thing sort of like this. But both of those games are games that are are short games. Way of the Samurai 1 is straight up 90 minutes to two hours <laughs> uh, uh, at, at most. I want to say maybe, maybe even a single, you could, I mean, you could get an ending very quickly depending on what you do. Um, but but you get an ending quick and then revisit it and and see how things go the other way. Um, and I I want there to be more stuff like that. I like this as like a, as a mode of... of storytelling in games um i just wish ash walkers hit the hit the the landing a little bit harder so it is what it is but that's ash walkers uh anyone else play anything they want to shout out before we we move into the the end of this podcast yeah i played a i played a game i played a what'd you play a tactics deck building roguelike game we, yeah, uh, we talked Christ. about we talked about this already last on Monday. <laughs> no, a different one, a different one. Ah, I swear. We, need a different spin, one. we need a spinoff podcast. Uh, like at some point, <laughs> it's just like, all right, um, I played... no Patrick podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Patrick. Uh, just just get it. Just really, you know, really lean into Final Fantasy fourteen. Then you'll have a spot. It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> um, so I played uh uh. Uh, Tover Blade, which is by uh, Sock Pop. Um, right, Sock Pop. I just watched. What did I just? What did I just see them also make? Uh, fuck. 
Did they make? Did they make? Fishy two, fishy three D, fishy three D. I just watched my friend Janine play fishy three D, and that seemed fun. They make uh, lots of like bright, low poly, yeah, and games, they make the, like the whole little game experiments and like yeah. The whole thing is that they make it like real short turnaround sort of thing. Like they're making they're right. releasing something every like month or so, right? Um, and you kind of can like, subscribe to a season of their games and get them all as they come out. Um, so this okay. is the one for April. Uh, which is a uh, you know grid-based strategy game, very small scale, kind of uh, you know like you described, low poly, um, with uh, like a lo-fi chill beats to study to like soundtrack, but also like kind of that vibe, even though it's like you're yeah. just doing strategy um, fights. But basically, you have. Um, there's like three classes. You start out with the knight, which is a melee class. You go through. Your hand is your actions. The, this is the deck building part of it. Uh, you have you draw four cards. You have four mana points. Basically, everything costs one mana. So it's really more uh, about an order of operations thing. Uh, um, sure. But ranges in this game are like static and not uh, like, for example, when you do unlock the uh, the archer. You have a shot that is three spaces and like three spaces only, three spaces away from you. If anyone's closer or further, like you can't hit them. Um, so huh. it's a lot of very careful positioning and like order of operation stuff because eventually, as you unlock cards, you get more, a few more movement options. You do get some two cost cards so that you know you have to think about what order you're doing stuff in. Uh-huh. But it's like, uh, especially as the ranger, a lot, which is um, the one I played the most of, like after I unlock them. I ended up doing a really long run with them, so I got a lot of good stuff. They, um, so like a turn will ha- will be like, oh, I have this three hit move, uh, three three space move, so I'm two spaces away. I can use this one space move to move away, and then I have this dash that moves me two spaces, so I can get two spaces closer and use my close range attack. But I can only do it if I do it in that right order. Otherwise, I run out of mana, or like I'm not in the right position because the position again is just very specific. Um, and it's like very, it's like one, two, like five by five grid, very small. You're only ever controlling one person and there's like mm. one to three enemies, you know? Um, and so it's a roguelike because uh, basically you gather cards as you finish encounters, you gather equipment and items. You can only change your equipment after at like certain checkpoints. So like you kind of set yourself up, you're going to, you know, you're going to do like three fights there'll be a boss on that third map and then there'll be another checkpoint where you can switch things out change your cards your card like deck is a limit of 10 and you can never go over that you like you have 10 cards so that's the other thing it's like everything is like minimized in this game like you have very limited options um not sorry very limited you have a lot of limited restrictions right you have one one helmet, one like armor piece, one weapon, and then your deck, and like those are the only things that you mess with, and you can't like add too many too many things with it. But mm-hmm. the amount of options they give you is kind of like really expansive. Um, like I keep like I played it for like three or four hours, and I um I kept unlocking new th- new cards. Like like um it says here like uh ninety different items to collect. Um. 
like it's like they've they've made the 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 space that you have to consider during battle very small but the options you make to set up mm-hmm. for the battle is like really big right um so it's really fun to kind of be like okay i have a bunch of i'm going to take out a few of these uh shorter do range you know what you're going into to to prep for do you know what i mean like only can you so- see what the enemies you're about to fight are or something like that before you make those decisions only as so far as you've been there before probably right because so this okay, is a rogue like you get through gotcha. um it's character based so mm-hmm. like with my first night uh their name was uh alex i believe or something i go mm-hmm. through i died with them i go back to the beginning um, I had unlocked the ranger, so I just kind of moved on to the um, uh, starting a ranger. But then eventually I went back and looked at like, oh, Alex is still there on my screen under the night like area where I could go out, but they're dead. And I realized that's because whenever you use one of the class specific cards, um, mm-hmm. like knight, uh, knight, ranger, or wizard, you level mm-hmm. up in that skill. So it's oh, interesting. They, they get okay. a hard stat boost where they're going to hit harder and like have more health and all that because they've been leveled up. But if you die with them, you have to start with a new character. And so all the cards have printed oh. on them base level stats, but you boost them by using them more. And, Interesting. And so at the be- there is a... So wait, does that mean... Sorry, wait, wait. So that means if you start playing another knight, all those cards would be weaker again. Right. Because- yeah. So I keep but- the amount of cards that I've unlocked, but... They all have got kind of baseline printed number mm-hmm. that gets boosted mm-hmm. by whatever that character's stats are. And those stats get boosted in the like Skyrim way of just using the thing makes it go up. Right, right, right. Do you, those um can you use those cards on other character types? Uh like can you are neutral use any knight cards? No, there are neutral keep, cards, okay. but what all you're right, unlocking well. um actually I've I've noticed this that the, even though I've been playing with the ranger a lot, I've been unlocking a lot of knight cards, and so I'm oh. gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to switch switch back. But essentially, at every crossroad, you have an option to just go back to the beginning. So if you like mm. unlock a bunch of stuff for your knight, and you're like, you know what, I'm not sure about this next section. Right. Uh, right. I'm gonna go back, just... load sure. up my knight with all this new stuff I got, go out and see how far I can get, um, and then maybe see. I'll unlock stuff for another class and go back to the beginning and. It's really this the the tension there is trying to suss out how how far you can get without dying because if you die you, there is a revive mechanic um with mm. these uh a, a crystal currency that you can buy and you can uh bring someone back to life who you've who you've lost. And um I've the the crystals are like not super rare to come by but it's still like if you can you want to go as far as you can without you know losing someone. Um so it's just like a very it's very interesting the like amount of um the amount of variety they've plugged into this kind of very small uh space, right? Like where like even with something like um Trials of Fire, which has I think like a more like, you know, you're getting cards on your um on your equipment, you're getting cards in from like leveling up there's like a lot of different avenues and like a different systems stacked on top of each other this is like kind of a, uh, aesthetically and mechanically the like most simple version that you could do of this sort of thing like you have you only have 10 cards you have to play around this limit you have to consider that 
you're only ever gonna have there's no way to like get more mana or energy during a turn at least not yet like it's entirely possible mm-hmm. that maybe cards down the line start to do that sort of thing but most of i most like in the first like four hours of this thing that i've played it's more like web the um a few cards are more expensive and they start adding like poison or burn or things like that like other effects but um it's really fun and really like a great example of like a minimalist approach to this sort of uh tactics i love how it looks yeah totally like both yeah Yeah. both aesthetically and like uh uh, a mechanically very minimalist approach which is like a fun little like counterpoint to like having to think about too many things in trials of fire which is i still am enjoying but this was like a great like I had to wait up. Like I mentioned earlier, I had to wait up for my friend because he was driving in. He was going to get in at like two. And I was like, whatever, I'll just stay up. And I was like, but I'm like too tired to really think about anything too hard. And I was like, oh, I've been meaning to check out this game. Let's do it. And like, I just vibed for that like hour and a half last night and then like woke up early this morning. I was like, I'm going to vibe some more. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, check it out. Toverblade. Toverblade. T-O-V-E-R-B-L-A-D. Yeah. Got another itch. Uh, it's only on itch right now. Uh, okay. Sockpop does have some of their stuff on Steam, but I don't I know. I believe they only upload it once their like season is done. Oh, that's interesting. I think that's a fun so. Like all it. of it yeah. goes up, and you can buy it then. But for right now, it's just on their on their itch page. Gotcha. Cool. Um, before we wrap up, uh, a couple questions here. We'll hit them quick. Gamingadvice.com is the address. Uh, hey crew, Jeverage here. I'm sorry I kicked up such a shit shit storm about how to eat bread. (laughs) I come to you today with another question that is hopefully less contentious, contentious, but thanks for having my back, Kato. If you are (laughs) drinking water out of a plastic cup, is it acceptable to call that a glass of water? This, I think, this is absurd. It is made of plastic, not glass. (laughs) A glass is made of glass. My partner disagrees. If I remember right, Jeverage is the one who whose ex-partner was mad at the way that yeah bread, the bottom correct the bottom bread the bottom the bottom bread <laughs> eating, eating Jeverage, from the bottom. i'm gonna tell you right now for the sake of this relationship it, it's a it's a glass of water it's, it's fine a gla- it's yeah fine a it's glass fine. is also a measurement of a thing if you want a glass of water you want a glass like people generally understand that to be like an amount of water yeah, and yeah. I, feel, I feel like it's common like can i get you anything like you yeah, have a glass of water and if you give a plastic you know, whatever, like, they're, no, they're not going to reject it. Yeah, like, yeah. and if you do, <laughs> you're being an asshole. Yeah, you're the asshole. Yeah, for you're sure. You're the asshole. Uh, like, I understand I understand the semantic difference sure. here, but I, and this is one of those, like, but come, I'm, like, come, you, might, you want this relationship to last, like, you gotta let some shit go, like. But, like, please. if someone, there's, like, a, sta- there's, a like, there's, like, a standard size of, like, drink glass, basically, right? Yeah. Like, so I would consider like, that. I want a glass of water. D- don't give them this. Right, exactly. Like, you wouldn't give them a giant jug. bottle of like water. A gallon fits in this thing. A hundred, a you thousand say, Even aside yeah. from the, like, material part of it, it's that a glass is also kind of a unit of measurement, right? Like, if you hand someone, like, a very small, like, a shot's glass of water, I think technically nobody's going to say anything about that. But you wouldn't expect a shot's glass of water. You would expect, like, a, a regular, like... Normal size drinking glass. No, you know? if someone what brought it, me a, sh- wait, a shot glass of water. Yeah, 
If someone came in with a shot glass of water, I would think I was being pranked. Sure. Okay, I was like, so, where's the but, camera but, but, at? But, okay, so like a scotch glass of water. Still a shorter glass. Yeah, that's acceptable. Acceptable, that's acceptable. but not necessarily what yeah. you imagine in your head as a glass. Totally. Right? What totally. if someone gave you, so you asked for a kind of a glass of water, and like, sure, I'll go get you something. And they come back, and they give you like, like a plastic water. Like you actually get like a full water bottle. I that would I feel like that would be putting a lot on me. Right. I'd be like I didn't. I have to finish like, this. I have to take this, this with is me. Wasteful. Probably like a, a whole ass water. Bo- my water bottles are pretty cheap. Like I sure. saw them at Costco and I was like, I feel like I should buy one just because like what <laughs> seven bucks for eighteen? Like that's yeah. that's unbelievable or whatever it was. But I feel like that that would make that you know. I feel like we're starting to edge up against the bounds of it when right. if you yes. were to give someone a water bottle right. in exchange for a glass of water. I would, so like, I would, like, I'm taking something from you. That's a whole ass water bottle. You could use that for all, so, so many things. Right, also, right. It's a lot of water. There are reasons yeah, you might a need a bottle of water, but if I'm visiting you at your home and you're like, do you want a bottle of, bottle of water? I would be like, no, I'll just have tap. No, that's tap's fine. fine. Yeah, Please. right? Like, I don't Absolutely. need a water bottle. Yeah. Save that for yeah. the necessary need. I don't want, I don't need to use that plastic unless we have to, right? Like, yes, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, this one comes in from Gavin. He says, my name is Gavin and I've been a professional poker player for the last 17 years. All of my income in that time has been from poker or writing about poker. I have a friend who is a casino advantage player. This means that he scours the world for casinos that offer promotions or bonuses that are profitable and travels to that place to gain uh, to to uh, drain as much value (laughs) from the promotion as they let him before inevitably kicking him out. As you can imagine, he has some pretty wild stories, but I wanted I to bet. share this one because okay. it's relevant to your discussion in the opening of 388, where he slankets and snuggies. Hmm. An off-strip Vegas casino had promotion with the rewards program where uh, uh, every so much coin in, a.k.a. every dollar wagered on video poker, you win, you received various prizes. They also had some naturally profitable video poker machines. Yes, these exist on their casino huh. floor. My friend and some associates he hired uh, and trained played those machines day and night. Well, one of the prizes you could earn was the aforementioned Snuggie. By the end of the promotion, he had an entire bedroom in his house that he called the Snuggie Room. (laughs) I'm not sure how many he had, but it was definitely over 1,000. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So what happened to him? Yeah, is is part of making the profit that you flipped them? No, but what happened to all the Snuggies? I don't know. This is the end of the story. The end of the story. Up. I mean, I can only yours assume comfort, Gavin. the only reason this becomes profitable is you them. flip the fucking Snuggies. You have a thousand yeah. of them. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Oh my god! Like absolutely. How do you even move a thousand Snuggies? You have to. You have to get a truck. I don't know. <laughs> that can't have been cheap. Either. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my god, that's just leave or just maybe this person's making enough money that like, you know what, just leave them. Let that someone else. <laughs> no, but problem. they took them. Yeah. They had a snuggy room in their house. In their house. <laughs> leave that house behind. This is you know, some it. people have like you know, when you show off a house, right. like you try and like and you're this... trying to model it for like what it would be like for those people if they're they're the yeah, you know. This is the snuggy room. Comfortable. This is the snuggy room. This is where we have to <laughs> There are three to... bodies hidden underneath these snuggies. <laughs> Slaps the top of a snuggy pile. This thing can hold so many bodies. Yeah, the snuggy, the snuggy room. I, I can't shake it. I thought I had another one here, but now I cannot. I'm trying to save some stuff here for Rob because Rob's honey speech. Yeah, that inspired gave, some. Uh, inspired mm-hmm. some responses. Good, mm-hmm. great. 
Uh, and I can't read this thing that's question, except not really, because I have shit to say about honey um, <laughs> until Rob is back. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit. You, I, I, yeah, I, I won't be on on uh, Monday because I got to get that second shot and see if oh, I am. Yeah. Okay, nice. Get, like, laid out. It feels like yeah, only yesterday. <laughs> they schedule like them out. It's like yesterday. three. It, it used to be like they made you wait a, a month and now they you can get it three weeks later. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Three weeks. Uh, okay. This is this is a dilemma. Here's a dilemma. This one's from Rob. Y'all mentioned Quiznos, and now I'm hungry for it again. This is more of a story, but have at it if you want. <laughs> I love Quiznos a lot, and eventually the, quote, great Quiznos purge, as I jokingly say now, happened. The one I frequented shuts, shut down and blames the gym next door for not going there. Uh, and, and Sorry. And, yeah, the one I frequented shuts down and blames the gym next door for not going there and instead the subway across the street when subway was considered the healthy alternative for some reason. That's very funny. The idea that, like, Quiznos lost business because subway seemed healthier <laughs> or something. Eat fresh. Years pass. I eat fresh. It says it right there in the name. <laughs> Did they get sued for that recently? Did yeah, they get sued for that not actually right. meaning something? Right. I think that that's true. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm misremembering some other law lawsuit. I live in North Jersey. My dad lives in Central Jersey. For both Thanksgiving and Christmas, I take the Jersey Turnpike to visit him. The first time I saw it, I jokingly I jokingly screamed as I saw the Quiznos sign at one of the rest stops. It was my it was the thing I looked forward to every holiday. Not the dinner with my family. Not presents for my kid. Quiznos. The menu was limited, but it still scratched the itch. Before the pandemic, I drove down the parkway. The rest stop was demolished for renovations. I was devastated because I felt like they were not going to bring it back. Sure enough, it was gone. However, one of the rest stops on the ride home has a Quiznos, but it closes early for whatever reason, like 6 p.m. Now it's a gamble. Do I leave early from Thanksgiving dinner to have a delicious classic <laughs> Italian from Quiznos? Do I tell my daughter to stop opening presents so I can grab a warm chicken carbonara? Uh, the answer is no to both. But now I tell my dad that if he comes up to visit to get a sandwich if it's open or if for whatever reason I or my partner have to drive down that way. The new sub chains do not scratch the itch. And at this point, I began accepting the loss of Quiznos, which honestly is fine because of how horrible they were to franchise owners. Thanks for the pod, Rob. You You can't. You can't. <laughs> You can't uh, get it delivered. You can't. You can't. You can't get a. No, it's too far. It's too far. It's. I know exactly the situation. Like the All turnpike right. is long. We're talking about like what's happening here is Rob is driving. This Rob, not our Rob, is driving like twenty miles, thirty miles to go from maybe All even right. hundred miles to go from okay. North Jersey to Central Jersey. How north North is? Who could say? A lot of people say North Jersey to mean like me when I when I was a kid. I'd say I'm going to North Jersey to see my family. I meant like just outside of New York, but Jersey keeps going up past that. So maybe this could be like North, like yeah. ski New Jersey. Do sure. you know what I mean? Um, uh, but the 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 real point here is. I think what you have to start doing is making those trips. I think you're going with your family. It's like one thing if you're like doing a stealth trip and you're like, yeah, I'm going to eat a little bit less than I want to and pick up a sandwich on the way home for for like actual dinner dinner or something. You, but with a family, you can't be like, I'm going to stop off on at the Quiznos <laughs> real quick. <sighs> have any of you done that with like a, like a, tr a personal little treat during a trip that like no one needs to know about? You have like a meal mm. coming up or you have like a or like oh, I'm going to go just I'm going to stop off and see a friend on the, during this trip. And just this is like a little it's just like a little 
kind of quarantined, not quarantined off, but cordoned off part of this trip that is not about the reason I'm at this trip. Mm -hmm. It's not, okay, so I don't have that, but the closest thing is um, my my wife, Katie, loathes fast food. Just can't Mm. stand it. Um, And I'm not sitting around going, I love fast food, but occasionally it is like, Man, I, right. I'll, I'll fuck with a McDonald's cheeseburger. I, those, those are good. I, I love those fries. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm not sitting around thinking on a Tuesday I need to go get some McDonald's. But when the, the situation presents itself, usually the, the McDonald's uh, situation is my daughter is getting a Happy Meal. The rest of the family is not getting McDonald's. Um, right. But when we're going on a long drive, like to visit my wife's family um, that lives uh, up in Nebraska – you don't have options. Like right. you're at a rest stop. You're in the rest stop is Taco Bell, McDonald's, Sabaro. Like mm-hmm. you're very limited. And that is just my heart explodes because like I can get the trash. Yeah. She has to get the trash, which is always <laughs> very <laughs> funny to see like trash. watch her try to navigate like which one is going to uh, like she'll settle on. There's usually some chicken thing. Um, and that, so I enjoy, I always enjoy that. We have no other options. Like it is just this in front of us. So like, let's, let's go, let's get, let's get some uh, Taco Bell, maybe a little McDonald's on the side, like just a little column A, column B. So I, I always enjoy that because it only happens when we're on the road for long periods of time. And like, Mm -hmm. you could look at your map, but it's like, what are we going to go 15 minutes down the road off the highway just to get to, like a slightly more nutritious. Yeah. Just to, yeah. Just to find fast food, but it's, but it's actually like someone's like custom, you know, someone's mom and pop fast food right, as opposed right. to, you know, just the, the chain. So that's the closest I can think of. Uh, I really love it. Kata, you go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say less specifically food related. Well, it's still food related actually, but just like there was um, a specific rest stop every time I drove, from Baltimore to New York, which we did fairly often, uh, that had a crazy taxi arcade machine in the corner, uh, a Sabaro, a Cinnabon, and a, and a Burger King, um, that like became like well known to us. It was a sad day when the uh, the crazy taxi machine was uh, down for repairs, and then a sad day when I came back and found to find it. No longer there. Rest in peace, crazy taxi. <laughs> but like that, speci- I, I I can't even remember that. I used to know the name. I don't remember it anymore. Of that, like that, we always like we saw the sign coming up. I was like, all right, here we go. Time to get some shitty Burger King. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, it was a fun time. It's a good rest. Um, I actually think the, the thing for me is like not a car thing. It's a, I I I don't love this actually. I hate it <laughs> because it's yeah. expensive. But I also love it because it's. It's deeply like impulsive and and you kind of just like so I love being in an airport and being like, I really don't want to eat fast food. What am I going to do? Uh, where well, there is this little overpriced restaurant. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not even a specific place. Like there is like a really good oh. one, at, like the JetBlue, uh, the JetBlue whatever at JFK. Uh, uh, but like in general, that feeling of like I'm about to spend. $17 on some $8 food. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, but like, it's not the pay that matters. It's not that part. It's the like, I'm sitting down, especially if I'm at a re- at an airport I'm like not at very often. I went to Indianapolis a couple of years ago. I was like, this place says that it has really good cocktail shrimp. It's like advertising that it, because this, this is apparently a thing in Indianapolis. I don't, which is not where I would think cocktail shrimp are big, hmm. but apparently 
Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna order a, a meal. I'm gonna get some cocktail shrimp. I'm gonna wait for my plane. And that like pre, you get to the airport early enough that you don't have time to sit down at a restaurant and eat a meal. The rest of the world vanishes. Like, <laughs> I love to be in that space because like no one can touch. I'm at an oh sorry, I'm traveling today. I don't have to answer emails. I don't have to be. A, I could be on a, on a plane right now. You don't know where the fuck I am, and where I am is eating cocktail <laughs> at the Indianapolis airport, baby. Uh, <laughs> and it feels good. Uh, there's just like there's something calming to me about that. That hour before boarding starts, if you're at an airport where you're like, I don't have anything else to do. I'm going to distract myself by taking in the sights and the sounds of, of the airport concourse and and eat a little snack. And that is like a little rest stop in my brain. I love the airport I, beer because it's the only time yes. that I ever, other than like my family's gone to sleep and like I'm going <laughs> to finish this beer or whatever, that like I drink by myself really. Mm-hmm. And it's not really, it's more just like the ritual of like, I'm going to slowly sip this overpriced IPA yep. And just look around and like I tried to like always try really hard to like not look at my phone and just kind of like not like I'm going to sit and like have a conversation with the bartender, but just like kind of take in the like that moment. And like I man, I really and then it's like usually like because I'll get the bigger one and then it's like, great, this is going to uh, I'm going to waste an hour this way and then I'm going to go to sleep because it's the only way I can fall asleep on a flight because I can't sleep on flights is if I have the overpriced big beer beforehand. And I, I enjoy that ritual because it is sort of like the rare time that I do that by myself and it, it like takes on a different context. I especially context. love it on the way out where I'm decompressing from a big event and I'm just like, it's always on the way back. I, I never, yes. I'm never, drink, I'm never drinking that on the way there yeah, yeah, yeah. unless it's like a night flight or something, but it's, it's always, yeah. you know, whatever it's two o'clock. I could, I could it take ex- a nap anyway. <laughs> Let's totally. go. Kato, was I with you uh, when we went to that Buffalo wild wings at an airport yes. and they were way too spicy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I war- I think I warned you. <laughs> You did. You did. But I had uh, it was good. They were good, though. It was good. They were very hot. <laughs> and there's too hot. many of them. Whatever it was like a small yeah. order was huge. Anyway, yeah. what are you going to say? Well, I was just like, I can't fly without absolutely having a sit down meal in the airport just because. Yeah. If I'm not, I don't if I don't have enough time to do that, I feel like I'm running late. <laughs> so That's like, exactly it. I'm going to arrive right. two and a half to three hours early and have a sit down meal specifically at um when i was living in baltimore at bwi oh. thurgood marshall airport there was this place called silver diner just a diner food it was a they just oh, popped a it. fucking diner in the middle of this airport it was mwah, so fucking good uh and so every every single time i flew out tried to make it around a meal time so that i could justify like i'm just gonna get a meal at this diner that i love that's i can only get yep. to in the airport <laughs> fucking, uh, that sounds great yeah I miss diners. I miss diners so much. I miss them so much. <laughs> soon. I got some, soon, I got, some I got a diner down the street that delivers, so I've been Ooh. blessed during this yeah, I pandemic. Could, I've done it a couple of times and I've been like it, down bad. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna order some fucking diner food right now. I feel better. Yeah. But it's not the same. It it's like it you isn't. want the environment, you know? Yeah, and also like it, diner food doesn't travel particularly well. Like it's good enough. Of the type of I try to get mushier things anyways, like get some scrapple and home fries. It's like that that'll be fine traveling. But there's like things that are normally crispy are not gonna make it all the way uh from where they deliver. So there's still it's a very uh-huh. limited menu for me. <laughs> Eggs are gonna be God. overcooked because they're just gonna steam in their own heat or whatever. But, you know, it's close enough that I'm like staving off the the hunger to need to go out. 
Yeah, I feel you. All right. On that note, we'll be back on Monday, minus Patrick, apparently. Uh, uh, sorry more. for getting, sorry for wanting to join Kato season. Yeah. We all want to join Kato season. The whole world would like to join <laughs> Kato I'm season. F- I'm flying out to meet Kato at the airport. We're going to go to that diner. <laughs> <The> diner. <laughs> <laughs> then we can, uh, I can show you around Baltimore, I guess. <laughs> we'll bring laptops and play Final Fantasy 14 at the oh diner. Oh, God. <laughs> People have done it. I get, I, I, if you're listening and you've ever played Final Fantasy XIV at a diner, please write in and let us know. What's gaming the, advice. No, what is the weirdest place you've played an MMO because you had to like meet a Fuck. raid or something like that? Let right. me know God. your stories. Oh, yeah. I'm sh- That's sure there's some bad ones. <laughs> That's Patrick Patrick.Klepik at Vice.com. Yeah, for, that's, yeah. No, right the, into the mailbag. Let's, let's right hear it. Like, gaming at Vice.com yeah. is the address. Uh, stay tuned for, for us to come back on Monday. Or Tuesday, not Monday. God, I'm still on that Monday schedule. Because yeah. we recorded on Monday still. Yeah. So that's my brain. It's still a Monday podcast. Uh, thank you, as always, to Bowen for letting us use the track. Missy, you off the EPPL machine. Find out more about that. Waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Find everything we do. Twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.vice.com. Where can people find you, Kato? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. Patrick. At Patrick Klepik. Patrick Klepik. That was very quick. That was as quick as you could ever say hey, your name. Patrick Klepik. Wow, that's you out. Wow, that's you. You're practiced at this. Is that is that the God of War theme? Ooh. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work on it afterwards. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, as always, I hope everyone has a safe, yeah, classic God of War. <laughs> yeah, Kratos is killing those people, right? Kramer, yeah. yeah. Play, play the Kramer, theme. Kramer is. <laughs> Kramer would have some fucking (laughs) blades of chaos or whatever under his floorboards. That's absolutely his his dodge could be the slide he would do in the apartment. Uh Uh, Also, he'd be a terrible dad. So right. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's he gets some racism in there too. So Uh I mean, complicated. He's a complicated character. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Again, perfect for this prestige shit. God. All right, that's going to do it for us. As always, stay safe this weekend. Fuck capitalism. Go home. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ugh. <laughs> Kramer. Uh-huh.